The Weird Science DC Comics podcast is available for free wherever you listen to podcasts, obviously. But did you know that you could get early access as well as exclusive shows like our weekly badass Patreon-only Spotlight podcast by going to patreon.com slash weird science and subscribing to whatever level is right for you. Your support not only helps out the show, but gets you a bunch of podcasts in return. So go to patreon.com slash weird science. And thank you so much for listening to this week's show. People of Earth, how are you? Back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews to each week's DC Comics. I'm the reanimated villain conduit, Eric Shea. And I'm the walking daywalker, Jim Werner. About time. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 433. 433. I actually thought you were going to use that, but you didn't. You're conduit out of I nowhere. Oh my goodness gracious. Out of an era of comics that you really love. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing what you have to say about conduit and everything else going on this week, as I hope everybody else is as well, Eric. This is episode 433, as you said. Welcome, all you weirdos of the Get Fresh crew. And we have a plethora of minus one books tonight, so we have some good ones, though. We ended up having... (laughs) We ended up... Well, that's overall. We ended up because we needed a TGIF, a Thank God It's Friday podcast, because we had so many books. I hope hope everybody has listened to that already. And that left five for tonight, where we're going to talk in books that we have traditionally liked at points, you know, back and forth, whatnot, but a pretty strong lineup of a lot of bat books, a lot of bat family centric books going on here. But isn't that how things always play out before we jump into those books, though? Go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us there and we will follow you back. Go over to our website at WeirdScienceDCComics.com. And you'll get written reviews for most of the books that come out each and every week from DC Comics. And then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science to help us out for everything we do here on the regular feed. But also get a ton of shows as well. One of the big ones that we mentioned on this podcast is our weekly spotlight badass roll call play (sighs) podcast, right? Is that what it is? The badass, Probably, actually. the badass Patreon Spotlight podcast where two books each week are picked on a poll by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Ow, ow. And they ended up this week picking the DC versus Vampires Killers number one. I say it ends with an A-S. And Batman Catwoman number 12. And that ended the Bat-Cat debacle. I don't know. Optimus Prime ended up thanking us for getting him through the air. Of what was the bad cat? It, it so made bad. me laugh. It made me laugh, and I I thank him for doing that and thanking us. I thank him for uh, keeping us inspired as well and Marvel listening tough. along and losing. And it, it was funny every time you'd have a bat cat deal because if people aren't aware, Optimus Prime a huge Catwoman fan, so he's going it in that. A lot of Batman fans were losing their minds, and it seemed like a lot of people were supporting Tom King at one point for giving that. Oh my God, Catwoman! She's so strong. She's a uh, and yeah, Optimus Prime eventually was like, this is nonsense, like most people did. But it's over, Eric. The reign of terror has ended. We're done. We did get a wedding. Everybody wanted that wedding. And it's funny if you went back to that issue 50 where Tom Kingy goes on, you know, uh, what is it? Seth 
What's his last name? Seth Meyers. I was going to say Seth MacFarlane. Seth Meyers and said, oh, yeah, there will be a wedding. Well, now he can actually. And if I was him, I would have tweeted, see, Seth, I wasn't lying. There was. But if you went back there and I told you. back, who are you? Yeah, he's like, Seth supposedly is a huge uh, comic book fan is why Tom King was even on that. But if you went back and I said, listen, there's not going to be a wedding now. But you'll get a wedding eventually. It's going to be a bat-themed wedding with a guy who looks like Adam West. You're going to have na-na-na-na-na, Mazel Tov, and a guy yelling about the mix uh, of the deal. You're like, really? Like, you're fibbing. You're fibbing, you are. But yeah, that's what we get. That's the end. That's the love letter to the fans after he got kicked off of the deal. And Clayface, Eric Clayface solves everything. But with all of that, the thing that solves everything for us and what we're going to do they're the badasses, the Get Fresh crew, as we said, boop, boop. And this is their roll call, Eric. Here we go. Here we go. Give me some uhs. Can you no, give me I'm some uhs, Eric? You're not going to do it. We have Jeffrey Greek, Stephen Bat Dad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stork, Michael S., Forrest Polly, Cam, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby and Lord Andy, Red, Matches Malone, Niels T-Ward. I think he might have cuddle camp. I'm not sure. David Fink, who am I to judge, Eric? Joey Bear Costco, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, that's Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocket, Seller Dweller, Seller Dweller, Galuli, Mark Ajager, Nick Adams, Bill Beer of the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, No Wolf Marv, Luke Hollywood, Simon and Luke Hollywood, I just have to let you know. Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, who has a mail coming up later in the podcast, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark. The guy is drunk. I don't think he drinks, but I'm just going to put that. Our man Rob okay. Lewis, a B. Murray, Brandon Murray the there. That guy's drunk. And Double A Ron in Minnesota, probably eating some Swedish fish. All time great Reggie. Uh uh-uh. uh. And there you go, Eric. That's what you call a kick ass, streamlined roll call. Take Except that, you everybody. Judge them for being drunk, Take Jim. that, everybody. I didn't judge them. I just said they're lousy the drunks. Drunk. Oh, I guess I yeah, am judging. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying they're stinking drunks and all of that. I don't know. You know, there's Brandon. He's got two kids. He's drunk. I don't know. What does that mean, Eric? I'm not judging anybody. But yeah, thanks all of you bad asses. Thanks everybody on the Patreon as we do. But also everybody listening here, all you weirdos. We're not going to delay this because of that ton of books that we have. I'm the the day walker, Jim Walker. Well, I don't even remember what I said, Eric. But we're going to go up now. Wondering what theme we'll use for these there there might be something that we might have we're going to go off right now to the books they build a tower for the crazies That's 2020 Don't think the kind understands 
the first section of books eric we get that one last time i do believe i don't know what they're going to do with the tower after this issue and what's going on maybe we'll see it just in the distance unethical freaking group therapy meetings and also eugenics labs (laughs) (laughs) what is happening I, i don't know well actually that is a great question eric because i don't know what's happening in this story now that's the thing is i'm really hoping one of those ideas where I love to be here to talk about DC Comics and tell everybody what's going on in the DC Universe book by book, and I love doing it with one Jim Warner. In this issue right now, I can't tell you what happens in the book because I don't know. <laughs> so, again, I always like to say this, and again, I love talking to you about things as well, Eric, and if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be reading the comics, I think, anymore, even starting. So, now that we have had a love fest here. The idea where I tell you things ahead of time, and I, I laugh. I actually laugh when I do it now because I know that you d- never believe me. You'll never no, believe never. me, especially when it comes to certain writers. You say that I have a vendetta well, against Mariko Tamaki. So when I said to you, when I read this issue and sent you one of the notes, this isn't even today. This is before as I'm reviewing and things like that on the site. And I said, Eric, this issue does not make any damn sense at all. And me and you had a funny little running bet. Would uh, Chase Meridian be bad by the end? And I said to you at a point, I don't know. I, I really, I don't I, know. I've read the issue and I don't know. <laughs> That's, and I love that when I really know, sometimes I'll throw some things out there and you will be like, I have to assume yes. Well, yeah, I don't know because then she's kind of, in the the other story, the Gotham girl, she's not the bad one there, no. but she's already been bad. And Batman never ends up telling us what happened. Or does that take place in the past? Wonky. I, yeah, I, I don't know. And so when you're going through this, I told you that this this issue makes no sense. When I reread it, I did say to you last night as we were recording the TGIF, I said, when you're reading it, make sure you pay attention of where this call came. Did the call come from within the Riddler? I reread it again, and I thought, oh, my God, maybe I didn't read it. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't know what's going on here. I still don't Dude, know I, any I of the things. I forgot you even told me about the idea that we're joking, like, you know, a call from a stranger where the call is coming from inside the house or the idea. It's stuff that we're just joking about with, like, aspects of this book because you're just throwing concepts at me because I hadn't read the issue yet. We're joking about it, but I forgot you told me about that. I forgot that we joked about it. And the thing is, I got done this whole thing where we have Carolyn Donovan calling – this phone Maybe? and I you know the next thing we know that she's tied up on the freaking Lady Liberty statue or the, the Lady Justice statue in Gotham <laughs> which I hate it when freaking people include the Lady Justice statue in Gotham because it's so hokey looking but I don't understand what happens I don't understand what the Riddler's doing I don't understand what Talia's doing I don't understand what Darby Turner was doing to be all of this whoever that character may be and I don't understand what Dr. Chase Meridian's doing and there's other things going on that are just thrown in and we might as well just get to it but before we do remember go over to our website and you could read written reviews of all these issues and this one Detective Comics number 1061 is one that I reviewed on the site so you can go over there uh, weirdsciencedccomics.com now we'll just jump into it then. We'll jump into this. This is Detective Comics number 1061. I, I got more confused the more I read this issue. I think that when you start to try to unravel it, 
it'll blow it'll, it'll unwrap your mind i i don't know what's going on i think that sleeper agents were activated because of this nonsense it is written by mariko tamaki and nadia shaman now with that when nadia shamas jumped on for this last arc deal it got even worse and i'm not a huge Mar- a mariko tamaki fan i said a lot of the things that i keep saying come to play here she ends up setting up a story that Twists and turns, changes by the end and makes no sense. You end up having but just But did it car- ever no make character. any sense to begin with? Well, that's the problem. That's why I think Nadia Shamas involved. And why suddenly did Nadia Shamas show up to do this last deal? I have a feeling that it's more Nadia Shamas than Mariko Tamaki for this last arc. I'll never be able to be told that or whatever, but it just is weird for her to jump on. But art by Ivan Rice, Danny, Mickey, Brad Anderson, and Ariana Mayer. And then a Gotham girl interrupted back up with Cinegrace. Art by David Lapham, Trish Mulville, and Rob Lay. So Gotham you're going can't to end up. Break. No, she can't. And so when I, thought, when I thought about this, because by the end, I get to the end, and you know, you have that, and it does drive me nuts when at the end of the issue, you have the credits and stuff. So I get to the end as I'm reviewing it, and I see this deal, riddle me this finale. And I thought to myself, wait a second, this was called The Seven. When, when are we now? Why is it riddle me this finale? And I thought, okay, well, Maybe they're saying something different. So I went back. First off, I thought that this was a longer arc. This is only three issues. The convoluted nature of this makes me feel like it's five. I go back and I see at the end of the Tower story, which again, that was called the Tower, also Shadow of the Bat. Oh, you never can tell. tell. This the epic Shadow of the Bat story. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, really, <laughs> really. I mean, seriously, you're going to say dare that? You. So I look and no, this is a great story. Go read them. No, you can't fool me. Story at the end of the Shadow of the Bat, you ended up having next up. Riddle me this. Okay, okay so you go. So then you go to the next issue, and issue number one thousand fifty nine is the seven part one. Then the next is the seven part two. And then this is riddle me this finale. The, the funny thing that means nothing, but no. this is a common thing that Mariko Tamaki does. And it may, in my mind, it shows the scattered nature of these stories that you can't even get one name for these things. And you, you twist and turn. Well, you so have when chapter you names off, as well within the story. Yeah, but I'm saying when you have part one, part two, well, and then a finale. Here's the story, riddle me this, okay? And then you have part one, the seven. Part two, the seven continued, and then the riddle me this finale, formerly known as the seven part three. The shadow of the bat was, you know, you had that on yeah. the cover, and then this didn't have anything on the cover. Now, when I also end up thinking this, and I'm like, riddle me this, so I'm starting to think some wacky stuff, and I go, and I'm like, okay. Why is there only six people in this therapy? And then, and then I'm getting confused again. Am I missing something? But this was the setup to go back to show, and there's only six as the brothers. It just doesn't make is sense. Batman being unmasked by himself, the seventh. You know, because that's what the Riddler was all about. But that never was anything. Like, there, why, there are so why many was that things even in this. in this book. It didn't go with anything we're doing. But out of nowhere, Rebel Radio Riddler is in there. You know, when is a killer not a killer? And when is a hero not a hero? When he unmasks up, is that what you want? You want to unmask me? No, I want you to unmask yourself. Never hear about it again. Rebel Radio Riddler. Yeah, I, and I again, okay, Riddler. You know, we, we talk about these things and talk about people and their reviews and things. And I saw a couple of reviews of this giving it real high scores, even perfect scores, saying that this one elevates Talia. Oh, it's a Talia story, is it? And, and that What's seems Talia out doing of here? nowhere. She shows up at the beginning because now we'll get into it. Here, here it comes and really sit down. 
because your head's going to start of spinning. Really I'm, I'm right not now. talking about you. I'm talking oh. about the people listening. They got to sit down. If you're running right now, make sure, you know, you stop it. Your head's going to spin. You're going to get dizzy. You end up where Talia starts up where she goes to see Edward. She goes to see the Riddler. The Riddler out of nowhere says, oh, well, you ended up giving me information uh, about the Donovan. So I gave you information about Darby Turner because, you know, you want to bring down that upper crust of Gotham to consolidate your power. What the fuck is that about? There was nothing about this. Talia at this point, yeah, she doesn't have the money of her dad, but she's involved in so many other things. Well, right now she's Agent Lazarus. Yeah, yeah. Agent Lazarus might actually be part of the you know, government agencies, <laughs> the totality, all these things all about. I don't think that she's worried about the power struggle of Gotham City. Thank God we found out about that Darby information so we could destabilize yeah. the upper crust of Gotham. Uh, upper crust of Gotham. Darby Turner, the influencer. And even then, I think because when you do go to this group therapy, why don't they have little placards to tell us who the hell these people are anyway? I start wondering, is this that person, that person? And so you end up where but w- what is I this whole thing with Deborah Talia? Donovan. Exactly. And what's that? That's what I'm saying right now. When you have Talia come in the idea where Riddler is given her information about Darby Allen and exchange. Turner. Ta- I, keep, I don't know what is with that Allen. Allen yeah. But no, but um, that's the thing. Is I think he's a wrestler, actually. Now. I, can't, I think we talked about this previously. But the idea that. Then Talia gave Riddler, you know, exchange for information about Deborah Donovan. I'm like, what did you do with Deb Donovan? You're doing stuff with Carolyn Donovan. Like, how did we really do anything with Deb Donovan except for the end of this? Her daughter just dying for no real reason at all. And Deb Donovan back on the bottle like she was at the beginning of the story. And the funny thing at the end, Talia says, I didn't deal with Carolyn. I just gave him information. There's no real anything with Deb. She's just a reporter, but then it ends up twisting and turning, and now all of a sudden it's Carolyn, the corrupt judge, out of nowhere. And this is which where I, I can play with. Marie at least Hockey. that's something. The idea that she has this terrible secret where she's a corrupt judge, and she thinks she might be, she should be punished at this point in time. So, but when we get to the point where all of this has come to pass because Chase Meridian has put a lot of her patients together into a group therapy meeting where she knows their dirty little secrets where they have wronged or killed somebody in the past or hurt somebody, and we're going to put them all together, and we're going to tell everybody in the group all the secrets that we have, even though it's unethical and unwise, and somehow all of this information is then going to be used by the Riddler, where then they're going to be left to like, you know, numerical envelopes, and Carolyn is going to be led to the point where she murders a man, but like the thing is, she tells Batman because of how she's been, you know, Pushing like she's been corrupt and doing stuff for the DA that she wouldn't normally do, like pushing things the way the DA wants and stuff like that. It's very unethical. And she's been had sleepless nights. She's had insomnia for years over all of the bad shit she did. But now that she's finally murdered a man, she can go to sleep. That's all it seems to be. It's like, like, I want to sleep better. What? (laughs) The setup seems to be something that it isn't because you end up having Carolyn, who's the judge, who would be the play of, okay. I can set up my crime ring here and blackmail these people because we all know your dark secret. Oh, my God, I killed a kid when I was younger. Oh, my God, I, I sold people drugs and ended up their brain dead. Who if did you it? use them, if you use them, and then in the meantime, if you they get college, caught. finish college, you move on with your well, life. Well, if, you, if they get caught, you have Carolyn, who then could get them off. But that never comes to be. And with the Riddler handing out these, we don't even know what he's getting out of it. We don't even know what's going I don't on even know what in the this. Say. No, we have no idea. So in this, you're going through, and then Mariko Tamaki, because it's her last issue, once and Nadia Shamas, but I'll keep saying Mariko Tamaki because she's the one who is the big writer yeah. on this detective, ends up where 
you, you think you're tying things up by one of these people in this therapy session goes, my brother was Dr. Ware and I didn't tell anybody about him. Is this the lady finally that we saw in that cabin? I don't know. I don't think so because I went back and looked, didn't look like her and seemed like that was too far in the past and she doesn't look old enough. I don't even know what this lady looks like the way she's drawn here. So then you end up having the one, like I said, they're going to go, hey, I killed someone by accident when I was a kid. Who's that? I don't know. Then you have what I think now is Darby Turner. Say, I helped my father run a money laundering scheme that stole retirees' pensions. But why don't you have their names there? Because then is the next guy the guy who ended up getting shot by Carolyn? Because I think it is, but I don't know. Because it's not well, really that guy, played I, out I, I well. Is, I don't remember. I didn't go back to read Detective Comics. So, There's only I was, one I, young guy, and that I was, seems to I be was him, so right? I was done with this freaking story at the end. I'm like, I don't want to go back and try to see if this works out. Because <laughs> I, I, I read comics. I read comics all the time. Every week, in fact. And the idea that I can't follow the simple guy, which should be a simple goddamn story. But even if it's a complex story, I feel like I'd be more invested. But if you go back and see the guy in Batman's hand, like arms and stuff like that, Mike, he looks like he has really short hair, and the guy at the therapy session has long hair. Again, this is a flashback. That's why I needed these placards. Like, oh, my God, here's this guy now deceased. Something because and what you're saying is, yeah, there's complex stories. There are stories that are mysteries, all that. But the finale should be the one that you understand. There should be eureka moments. There should be a light bulb that goes, oh, my God, that makes sense. You can't. Add things in at the end, like you said, like almost heroes and Christ. You can't keep adding when you're at the finale. If it's a mystery of what? Oh, my God. When's a citizen? Not a citizen. When is a murder? Not a murder. None of this made when sense. When is a story? Not a story. When it's Marika Tamaki's finale on Detective I Comics. I mean, this is awful because you end up then, and I'm reading, I'm like, oh, geez, there's Chase Meridian who remember, and this is another play, and I said it before. I've said it a million times. A lot of people have. He end up Mariko Tamaki does not really seem to want to have Batman do anything right. He's the one who keeps failing. Sometimes Bruce Wayne will be okay, but you have the Bat family coming in. But Batman usually has like clues right in front of him that he doesn't go with. This happens a lot in most of the books now. But when you started this off, it starts with Rebel Radio Riddler, right? And we say that. And Rebel now it just Radio seems like a straight Riddler. TV show or something along the lines of And that of those was things. my play. When you didn't have Batman look into, oh, is this a mind control over the airways? When he didn't look into or it, anything. then it's nothing. I mean, and that's Mariko Tamaki. Like, why would I waste time doing that? Because it's nothing. But that's part of the mystery. That's part of what Batman would do. It'd be the first thing. He doesn't do that. But then you end up having these riddles, and now it comes down to, what else did Batman do? Well, Batman was the one who specifically got Chase Meridian to be involved with the tower, saying that I vouch for her up and up, wanted her to be the inside person for him and Nakano, all that. Wait, no way, Nakano, with all this, is getting freaking reelected. You see that she wasn't on the up and up. She seems to be very Maybe So he was wrong again, but that's the problem. With one issue, like, is she doing some really, like, a new kind of therapy that she sees to be the best thing for Gotham? Because even at the end of the whole thing, I'm getting to the page right now, when she's talking to Carolyn Donovan, she seems to be, like, on the up and up with it. The idea is, like, these sessions are about stopping the cycle that creates monsters in this city. You of all people can appreciate that. And she's like, I can't. But I'm telling you, 
Bad things have happened out of this group therapy session. Nothing but well, bad things. Well, you set up a lot of bad people to be able to someone that went. Dr. Chase Meridian might have been on altruistic with her ideas. But I don't this, know. Somebody took the information and did bad things with them. But the thing is, like you said, I don't know either. Yeah. Now, if we saw, you know, and this is where we're going to go. And the, the phone call is going to be wacky, too. But this is it. So who told the Riddler? All of these problems. You could have made it be Carolyn Donovan. It Darby you could Turner? have had it. You could have had it been anybody like that. But you never had anybody do that. And everybody who Darby Turner got a envelope. The person who would have told the Riddler you would think would be exempt from doing this nonsense. We don't even know what these envelopes did or whatever. But if you end up and Carolyn just, got one. you know, set fires and set bombs and killed people. And yeah. I'm like, why? Why? Because I needed to sleep. Now, I, I think that what it was is I think that the story somehow was supposed to be to expose that Batman isn't there to help people. So we want to unmask that unmasking conversation came out of nowhere, never was set up. So I don't know. But all of these people seem to have gotten envelopes, except, you know, Chase Meridian. I think that she went and she used this, even though she should have known this anyway. The back then. Oh, I, and she says, hey, I, I gave you these invitations. I know your secrets and I want you to have group therapy. That's so sus, but she must have went to the Riddler, but nothing's ever resolved. But at one point, right, well, that's what Batman says. When Batman finally goes to beat Riddler up, which is the best part of the book, just because we're finally feel like we're doing something, even though it's on air and everybody's like, what's Batman yeah, every, doing? Again, yeah, that's there. You have to even have people yelling. Well, when you have Batman's narration going, the envelope tied it together. Carolyn threw out cases for the DA. The DA, who it turns out is a client of Chase Meridian's. Chase and the DA, who helped Dr. Ware, Dr. Ware's brother of Sarah Pet, and also a client of Chase's. Chase is the center. She has to be the center. I'm like, but is she? Chase and the Riddler, they must have made her they. Uh-oh. I'm like, and that's where we stop, and we get a freaking phone call to Riddler's phone from Carolyn Donovan, which then takes us to the freaking lady. I even want to go statue. before we do that, because at that point, you end up having this, and you go to the present where Carolyn has just shot. That guy. And she says, like you said, this is all about I couldn't sleep. I wanted some money for my mom. My my mom's insurance sucks. I couldn't sleep. I was tossing and turning like a murderer. But when I was a real murderer, then I I slept like a baby. Do I need to kill some fools? So then what happens here? Because again, there's Batman. He's there with Deb Donovan who shows up. Carolyn, my my daughter, what are you doing? Boom. Big giant smoke cloud. What is she? Abracadabra now? She ends up, there's a smoke <laughs> cloud and she disappears. Batman's Ninja right there. Vanish. What happened? Batman is I there and know. she ends up, there's a big right. giant. Let, let's say it's Dr. Chase Meridian did that somehow because <laughs> Riddler's on the air. Where I, I'm telling you, it's Chris Angel. He just mind freaked everybody, including <laughs> Batman. All of a sudden, whoosh. Smoke bomb gone. This is what happens when David Blaine and fucking Mind Freak team Holy up. Holy crap! Did actually at this moment believe that David Copperfield's over trying to you know make Lady Liberty disappear? He failed. But you end up this big smoke cloud, Lady and Justice. then Batman just crashes in because you ended up having Talia. Hey, what's up? Hey, you want to stay for the show? You could be a guest star. We can talk. Nah, I don't need your nonsense. So now the Riddler is going to do his show, and as he's doing it. Batman Cup now is this the there's a lot of plays that I like normally I'd say oh this is it Riddler has goaded Batman to on live television come in and punch him up it's about time he could have did it anytime but whatever but nothing ever has any sort of consequence it makes no sense he comes in 
punches the Riddler. Fine. He actually shows up almost like a smoke bomb deal. It's very similar, but I think he's just crashing through things. Yeah. He comes in and punches the Riddler. People are watching. Oh, my God. Put it on the TV. Oh, why is he doing that? The Riddler, like, it's too late to start doing this nonsense. Hey, well, I found the envelope. What are you doing? Where is she? Where's Carolyn Donovan? Because Carolyn Donovan just disappeared out of thin air. And where is she? Where is she? And then he starts talking his nonsense. Batman ends up punching him. And now all of a sudden the Riddler's like, aren't we all wearing masks? I'm like, you're going to wear a knuckle sandwich in a minute again. And this is him. Is he saying this for the people watching? Punch your hipster mustache off. Also, I I have to spell out, too, that one of the Carolyn Donovan's things that she said, too, that while she was, uh, you know, having insomnia, she was watching a lot of that radio Riddler. She was like, that has only been a thing for like a week. It has barely started. He's on episode three. You end up so Batman ends up punching out the, 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 the tripod with this video camera. And now we're going to get to business. He ends up doing the roundhouse kicks. He's flying. He's punching, beating the crap out of him, wanting to know where is going on. And that's where Chase is the center. She has to be the center. He never says anything else. So I guess that he's saying she's bad. Who knows? We never see anything of it, but well, even the when phone we you know, find our way to the like statue of well, the justice, the phone rings now, and it's Carolyn Cole. We, we have the right? scales going on there, and do is it Carolyn Cole? Because by the time we get to the scales of justice here out in the freaking bay, I said the statue's calling. It looks like at one point, but then I guess it's that no, that's just crazy a, that's a loudspeaker of Riddler yeah, continuing on his show. But that's the thing; he's still talking on the scales. We have Doctor Chase Meridian, and we have Do- uh, Carolyn Donovan on the scales, and now it's the idea like one will live and one will die situation, or both will die. But it's like if Justice is blind, who will tell her when there's a finger on the scale? I wonder if Chase or Carolyn would weigh in on the matter. Chase Meridian helped cover Donovan's crime. So I'm like, there you go. But, so like, is it just Darby Turner is a part of the of the therapy group that Doctor Chase Meridian was doing? And then told the Talia about it, who told the Riddler, and that's what we're doing. Or like around that, it didn't thing. seem. It seemed like they were all involved right away at that so session. Chase this Meridian was just was on the up and up. Makes I got no you. sense. I mean, the idea though that she was covering up, and she, I, Batman said that she's the center. She has to be. And the thing is, the Riddler's phone. The Riddler's phone goes off, and it is Carolyn Donovan on the screen. So it's Carolyn's phone calling. But when he answers, she's definitely not talking on the phone. She's on these scales. You do end up then with that crazy deal with Carolyn, because that's what it says. When is the talking on the phone? But when is it the loudspeaker? It's It's all the loudspeaker. And it's I don't think so, because the riddle me this is in the panel with Batman way across town on the phone. And I do believe that if the fingers adjust, like they're not the same word bubble. The one is coming directly from where we'll find out the speaker is. Batman is, seems to be on the phone with, I don't know. And so Riddler's right behind him. Riddler is a bad guy. He obviously has set this up, especially because there's a loudspeaker that is, you know, playing out his manifesto. But what on are you the- talking about? By the end of this, even though we saved Dr. Chase Meridian with the help of Batgirl Cassandra Kane, we do lose Carolyn Donovan because out of nowhere, Batman's, you know, one of his batarang or back grapple, the line just happens to break, you know. And then Carolyn, Carolyn Donovan, needs him, right? She- Carolyn Donovan, I guess, is just a little bit too heavy for this freaking back grapple line, but she just lets herself go and fall into the bay because this is what she wants. And at the end, everybody praises Riddler for being the hero of the story, for throwing out there the Makes corruption no in Gotham City. Yeah, and that it's funny because what I was saying then, he goes off then, and, and you end up getting Cass, who meets up with them for whatever. They're going to go because there's two people they have to save. But 
he just leaves the Riddler just sitting there against the wall. Like all this stuff. Oh my God, I got to go stop your foolery. I got to go. You finish your show. But he, he wrecked his camera, Eric. He can't. He's got to run over to the Best Buy. But he runs there, and there is that loudspeaker talking the deal and the idea that there it, it's a visual thing, but it doesn't really work out. At one point, they're yelling, you can't touch the scales, but then they grab them. And yeah, when Carolyn gets it, this is the big problem. And this is where I always laugh and you laugh at me. Carolyn recognizes that Batman is Bruce Wayne. He ends up saying, I'm here, Carolyn. That voice, I know it. He's like, uh. She's dead. I'm telling you, Batman ends up. You can tell me all the things that Carol needs. Oh no! no, no, no. <laughs> oh no! She she fell. Just Willy Wonka now. No, stop! Don't. Exactly. And in the meantime, Cass ends up grabbing, you know, and can't, or Chase. Chase Meridian. Yep. And I don't know what the hell is going to go on with her. I don't know. She's fine. She's on the up and up. Apparently, I'm telling you, Batman. He leaves his sentence of she is involved, and in the middle of it all, oh my god. And then you have a smiling Carolyn who, geez, just a week ago, she was, you know, hobnobbing with the elite. She was a judge. Now she's just in the bay. They never recover recover a body so that you can have something come later. I hope what that do you, doesn't what happen. What would you but, have come later from this? Well, she knows the identity and she would blame Batman. She comes back as the fish lady. I don't know. I think a miracle Molly knows the identity. Yeah, she, I don't know everybody seems to. But yeah, so all Gotham this where I'm like, knows the identity. at this point, I'm wondering... How are we going to tie this up? I mean, we're, we're at the last couple of pages and you have convoluted the story more than you have actually explained it. And so when you get to this and he goes back to the cave, he says, hey, Deb, I'm really sorry. Don't you talk to me. You didn't know her. You're right. Oh, man, I'm a drunk. Get out of here. Batman goes back to the cave. He has a picture of Carolyn Donovan. And then he says, I thought you were the one tired of the villains in the shadows as Talia comes and meets him. With the steel and Talia being there never made so it was out of nowhere. Now she's like, Yeah, I was looking into things, but I wasn't really bad. And I saw you dating, you like the same type of ladies. Smell you later. It's, it almost feels like the end of this story is like, you know, set up by Talia, who went to the Riddler with this information just because all this was going down and somehow Talia was jealous of what Bruce was doing and set this all up. And I'm like, that can't be the case, but that's what it makes it feel like at the end of this. Well, and a lot of people in these reviews are like, this is incredible. This sets up the Batman versus the Davians. And I'm like, no, no, this this was out of nowhere. She Who just showed up and we said, that? we thought that the Mariko Tamaki and Nadia Shamas thought, well, Talia, Gotham, like it was weird her just being there anyway. And now she wants to take down the elite, the upper crust, the, the deal. Why? What? How, how is this? This is not a Talia thing. And then she's jealous. I'm telling you, it's because of that date. Ended up taking it all down. We find out later that Carolyn Donovan never did anything bad. She loved the up and up. It was all fudge. But. What happened in this? Batman ends up letting her die, supposedly. Ends up letting her escape in a hocus-pocus deal. He never does anything right. Riddler gets off free because they couldn't trace anything to him, even though Batman goes, but what about the letters? Nope, only one call was said, and he didn't even answer. Uh, What? That's because Batman answered. But it's just so nothing. I don't understand what the story was. It's so confusing. Rebel, riddle, or radio. (laughs) Rebel Radio One Riddler. of the better covers where the R- Riddler was like an Uber driver. <laughs> where to, where to, Batman? That was pretty cool. But yeah, Rebel Radio Riddler, there was never any mind control. They ended up blackmailing people, but barely. We and didn't it just know the feels people. like Riddler is just playing Dr. Psycho's role in Wonder Woman right now. 
Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the same. Or even like a Maxwell Lord in Mariko Tamaki's Wonder Woman before. All these things get twisted and turned. And how did this get so convoluted in just three issues where you want to tell a story of a corrupt judge and maybe a corrupt psychiatrist dealing with it? And it all got just going into continuity that was established. Not like, you know, just like taking everything that the Riddler has done off the table. But when you start things off with Snyder's zero year and he has taken over the city and done all these terrible things. If anybody is going to let this man on the air and or just listen to him and think (laughs) that he's a hero at the end of this because he saw some corruption in one judge. Like, no, this is not happening. You end up doing the. Next deal, which is the Gotham Girl Interrupted, the Sin of Grace deal. And, and you start this out for where we picked things <sighs> up from the previous issue where Gotham Girl has gone to the Arkham Tower to confront Chase Meridian because she believes that she's the big bad of this story. Now I'm like, yeah. All right, Dr. Really? Chase. And the thing is, I am sitting here at the end of this after talking it through and reading it and stuff like that. Dr. Chase Meridian, because she was a victim at the end, even though she might have some weird ideas about group therapy and how you go about it. Radical ideas, Jim. She is on the up and up and she is still a goodie. I would not think that Batman would support her anything to do with this Arkham Tower. Well, after the thing this. is, he doesn't need to anymore. He already gave. I consent. know, but I'm saying the idea that they say at the end, "Oh, we couldn't pin Riddler." That just means that nobody ends up getting pinned. They, you know, you could have Chase like, "Hey, I'm Carolyn paid for her crimes with her life." With all this, and and I'd love it where she ends up, where she's okay. I I got out of this. Holy crap! I, oh man, they're saying Justice Riddler. This blind, would be me. Jim. I'd be sitting there. And they'd be like, Riddler's the hero? What about me? I was the one who told all the secrets and gave him the, oh, no, I'm in jail. Uh, but in this, what are we supposed to get from this? Are we supposed to see a, a, a reinvigorating of, are we, but are we supposed to with Gotham Girl? It's Gotham Girl Interrupted. Are we supposed to get out of this where you're like, oh, my God, I need more Gotham Girl? Are you no. supposed to go out of this saying, I don't want to see her ever again. Gotham Girl's a hero. Are we supposed to get out of this? Oh, my God, Gotham Girl's still unhinged and can end up being the biggest villain ever. I have no idea. By the end, they try to make it that she needs more therapy, and that's the whole concept. Oh, if you... She's flicking people's ears off still. Oh, my that God. Not awful. only that, the, the bad doctor in this situation where you have her like, all right, she's... She is like, you know, dead to rights. She like we know that she's the bad and Oracle has her conf- confessing to her crimes to the point where Gotham Girl at the end of this with her Superman powers flicks this doctor near to the point where her ear rips off and flies across the room like this. We have to do something about this because this is unhinged. And this is scary. Yeah, it is. And even when you Why have would hunters- Batman give this girl Superman powers. And they don't even, I wish that they really spelled that out too, because he can't do anything right anymore. He ended up, he was the one who gave her the platinum K so that she ends up going and having these superpowers again. And so when you have this deal, I don't even know when Huntress goes and, and gets her with that dart to go. I'm like, I don't know that that would penetrate her skin, the it idea wouldn't. of what it is. And it does, but doesn't. And then she ends up, oh my God, I'm kind of dizzy. Oh my God, that horse tranquilizer and all that. Oh. And then she wakes up again and almost ends up heat visioning Huntress dead. All these things, just every panel in this story is telling Why you was that Huntress this, in this person, I don't know, this person should be locked up. This person needs therapy, but you cannot let Gotham Girl just waltz around too dangerous, too over the top, too uh, all this crazy stuff going on. And you end up having at the one point was that. At the point was who was asking save me? Is that her brother? Is that? Oh Gotham? yeah, that was a flashback to what we had during like City of Bane and stuff like that. I actually, and now you say it, I wish that it was spelled out because I actually thought she saw him. I'm like, holy crap! But right there though shows that she said 
she has to be at least, you know, it's it's weird to say she has to be locked up, but she kind of does. She's so over the top in this character. If you're coming into this and you're Cine Grace, you have to have an M.O. of like, hey, we want you to bring Gotham Girl back in. Not a lot of people remember. Let's bring her back in here and let's make her so that people like her. I didn't like her from this. I like Gotham Girl. You don't. You're not a big fan. I, I am. Thinking, the, the whole story, though, just became convoluted and nonsense. Like, There's no way I could like the character for how she was portrayed and how Batman was portrayed around her. Yeah. And I liked. I still go with pretty much that issue number five. Did we ever shut down the people that gave her and her brother Hank these powers Remember in all Africa? that time we're like, why isn't Batman going? Finally, they got to that. I just, I think it's still right? going. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think it's still going. And so maybe even the story should have been her going and saying, you know, going back and taking it to the street there. You well, ended up, you killed my brother. We have a situation in Arkham where on one of the floors of the tower, you have them pursuing eugenics for mental health. And I don't know how that works for the idea that People are dying and not doing like are not coming out better for what we're doing with the idea, but for how I understand eugenics with the idea of like, you know, breeding and putting like almost like a Nazi like situation where like, we're going to breed the you know, mental like uh, the mental problems out of people by having people. I, I just don't know how this works in a Arkham Tower setting and we shut it down. And I'm like, but I don't understand how it was to begin with. I mean, here. I'm not Cine Grace, the esteemed writer, Eric, but if I'm doing this and they end up saying, do you have any ideas for a story? I'd say, hey, get this. In the background of Gotham Tower, they end up having that group or at least got that research that Gotham Girl ended up getting her powers in Africa, her and her brother. We're going to start that program up again. We need her in there, pretend it's therapy, get her, because we need her blood. We need things like that to get this starting up and you end up having that same kind of lab in there, which would then get gotham girl to be real triggered about that and you can't do this look what happened to me all that i think that would have been really easy to do and a really straightforward story that would then remind her like when she says oh my god my brother i remember him because they're doing it to other people there but nothing was set up we don't even know what this means it's just thrown in there then well, right you now, end up having the, the whole idea of the story is though we have this one bad doctor who has an entire floor set to this eugenics lab who's that's paying a project. attention or not who's exactly. asleep at the wheel but, here but everything was shut down because a guy who used to be in arkham tower with gotham girl who they like you know started doing the same kind of hobbies once they got out had a gotham girl gossip website and found out about this eugenics lab and sent emails to dr chase meridian this other doctor found out about it had him killed and now it just what <laughs> this thing and, and also i said at one point i mean you do end up and whatever they're gonna have group therapy or whatever it looked like the kid was a high school kid that had a little anxiety yeah and he is in therapy with one of the most powerful superheroes that have gone We're pretty much villains. mental and so that's bad but in the idea where it says well he made the gossip girl you know gotham the girl gotham gossip, gossip page. site yeah. to get the and expose this but at the beginning he's just exposing you know, Hey, that gangster's dating that lady. He's oh my just God! Did you see? from The Simpsons when Homer figures out what the internet is. That's all he's doing, and and even then, I swear to God, half of his things are probably who wore it best. It ended up like it was just some goofy thing. It all of a sudden becomes like one of the most important things in Gotham going on. But yet, oh, he started. Why? There's nothing about Gotham Girl that would start if you ended up saying, "Well, I did it because you're so powerful," and you. But they killed him off. 
They made it look like a who's involved in this. Such a weird Even idea that, that you have this doctor though. It's like spare me, Chase. We have the same goal: make crazy people less nuts. Your way is taking too long and putting the entire city at risk. My way can bring results quickly somehow and turn a profit somehow. That gossip site was about to ruin everything, and Chase is all like, "Just tell me where this lab is, you know, in the building, <laughs> and maybe I'll grant you a discreet exit, which is crazy." And she goes back and says, "Exit." If any of this comes out, we're both going down. Andre's emails came from you, and it's an unhinged teenager's account against mine. And then out of nowhere, Hunter's like, you got that, Oracle? Great. Oh, what else? Your voice recognition software update boasts a 99.92% accuracy? Wow. And then with that little sentence, like, Floor 13, room 3, door code 9891. That's how it ends. It's all over. That's how it ends. Now, with that. She does say, listen, we'll give you a discreet exit. I don't know if you heard about this, but there was this cop and this cop ended up killing a guy in a hospital and ended up getting desk duty. What a pain. This is, you know, this is something that does happen. Allegedly, Jim, we don't know the full story. We'll go with that. See, that's the thing. We're going to play this like the GCPD. But yeah, in this, it's just, you have Huntress because you're supposed to get, it's weird. The Huntress is almost like, hey, I know how you feel. I've had problems too. I was in Arkham Tower as well. I don't know if you know this Gotham girl, but I got a mouth monster freaking telepathic, you know, connection to rage. I mean, and and I see that Gotham girl is really upset, but you don't see the rage. I'm telling you, that was the only thing is that she was in the tower, but I would have thought that it might have been a little better with Cass. I don't know. Nothing would have been better. This is a really bullshit it's story. It's so weird too the to idea go. that, you know, Gotham Girl instead of doing anything like a normal girl would do who has these problems like cut themselves or stuff that you would, you know, need like, you know, help from and stuff. When she gets overwhelmed like this, she likes to fly so high that the like the air pressure makes her head feel dizzy and her skin freeze to the point where she blacks out and then falls back to the earth, which I'm like, you're just going to end up killing people. But for some reason, because of the Platinum K making her have the powers of Superman, I expect it to be the powers of Superman where she doesn't have this problem anymore. She shouldn't have that problem. And with that, it's basically the super-powered Whippet. She's going up and, oh, my God. Like, and it really is. And it sounds amazing. It's Whippets. That's what we used to call the California game when I was a kid. When we used to make ourselves black out. <laughs> there you go. That's what it is. Even then, ended up feeling like everything felt weird. Like, are you trying to make me like her? Are you trying to make me afraid of her? Are you trying to make me feel sorry for her? Because none of those work. And when you end up getting to a point where, oh, I see, they want to show that she just needs help. But remember, Batman failed again because he was supposedly watching her this whole time and she's not been having a good time of it. But once I'm like, okay, I see, they want to, oh, she just flicked an ear off. Gross. And then and then just says to them, and Nothing about that. Like Huntress, oh, they can reattach Gotham it. girl. Oh, well, I heard Alfred Pennyworth lost a hand. That, that's not the type cut. of continuity that I need <laughs> to be pulled in. Like, usually we'll say, oh, that's a pretty good call back there, Cinna. But not that. I mean, we talk about it at points, but still, very odd. And the flick that, just why are you doing that? Why are you doing it? And then she's at crazy. The end, and then I'm telling you at the end, all of this going where out of nowhere... All roads lead to Talia. I can't. I can't believe all this shit. 
I mean, you end up where all this stuff and you have Huntress and Gotham Girl, they're having some snacks and dinner, and that all goes, and then all of a sudden you have in the wishing pool. Tell well, that's you, the thing I is, out of nowhere, we have Talia Al Ghul and Robin this week in Gotham City. In Detective Comics, she's in Gotham City. At the end of this Gotham Girl backup, which might be in the future back, but she seems to be in either a Kadeem or maybe still in like a weird Markovia Leviathan kind of, I don't know how they're playing anymore, but she is in a temple with like a Cersei freaking like a... Oh, what do you even call those? A cauldron full of a water. A crying pool? Kind of. Is, she's that just seeing like Gotham that? Girl through magic. I'm yeah, like, you know, Talia. Magic. Talia. Like, no, does anybody you know, know what? The characters? daughter of the demon could use a Superman all her own. I'm like, cool. Like, well, what's going like, on? Why, why is Talia right now hotter than freaking Hansel? <laughs> I mean, and she is there, but the, I, I, I'm telling you, when I'm going through this and she's there with the, her little pool watching, what the fuck is Sitting going seductively on? on the side of it. She ends up there and she's like, let me turn the channel. Rebel Radio Riddler. Holy moly, Eric. What is happening? The even end. when you have this, it's like the idea where you have Tayago, the little nudges didn't work to set you off, sweet girl. No matter. I'll just have to come up with a more aggressive approach. I'm like, what did you do? What? I Like, what? Yeah. What did she do? And yeah, you end up with her doing black magic and shit like that. And even in this week, you end up having Talia a bunch of times at some point. She's, you know, I needed to get the money. I needed to do this. I have this here. I just don't get it. I really don't get it. And this was bullcrap. This whole issue was nonsense. And it's over. We're going to end up having Ram V come on. It's got to be better, detective right? Detective Comics coming up, maybe. I gave this a 3.5 on the site, and that's me saying, I think the art's pretty good. The art is really good. I didn't love the art Gotham as Girl's much in the Gotham Girl. I, I liked it more before. This one's a little off, but I just, there's, there's, you can't make heads or tails of both of these stories. Things in that detective comic story just went from worse to even worse. It just never pulled together i don't when you're done and me and you are arguing about who might be the person who was bad and if they were we have no idea we have no i don't All know roads if the leave tower, the chase. oh shit they don't anymore i don't know if the tower is still going i, I have no idea thank what's god Jim, we can now. just keep on using that theme song yeah yeah let's keep, it going. keep using it right uh what would you give it i would end up giving this a four out of ten like you said the art is you know decent in the detective comics i think it's serviceable for the gotham girl backup of both stories leave you wanting more and at some points leave you wondering what the hell you just fucking read yeah that's the play like sometimes the art's so confusing we're like oh what happened there no 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 the art was good it's the story we have no idea what was happening and, and that's crazy but for you a come finale. out of this knowing that riddler is the hero of our story <laughs> he's a hero he is i mean who would have thunk it but what are we doing next? i'm just gonna get myself a youtube channel i'm just call myself the hero the entire time by saying You're nonsense just gonna do on that there. just yell things and going radio I, won't, I won't say it on the channel but i'll go around town here afterwards and tell everybody how i am the hero because the stuff i talk about on my youtube channel yeah, it's like when is a stranger not a stranger. When I sit on my hand and jerk myself off. <laughs> when you look the other way, Eric. Oh, my goodness. It works, I like Eric. the killing. I like the killing, too. Wrong turn. What's next, Eric? Action Comics number 1044, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, with art by Ricardo Federici, Will Conrad, Lee Lowridge, Dave Sharp, and on the back we have David Lapham and Trish Mulliville. And this book... Well, I enjoy it for the most part I because the like thing is, it. it's just it is weird, just taking though. us down a weird road now, where we're just systematically taking out all of the lieutenants of Mongol, while Mongol can't do anything about it. It seems like, like for even though he is the Mongol who is the freaking ruler of War World, the scourge of the freaking like star system, 
for some reason, Superman and his merry band of fucking assholes in the freaking war world can just go around. Yes, they have an orphan box and teleport. They don't even know where they're going half the time to talk about. But we're just all right. We took out teacher. Now we have a baby in a freaking tube. We call him orphan. But talk to the little baby so then the baby can tell us where the witch is because witch has June Moon. And we're going to get our merry band of assholes back together and finally take it to the Mongol who is. I'm like, cool. And then somehow on top of all of this. We got to freaking really explore the idea of Genesis being source wall energy and what it means and how things work with it. Because when you get to the baby in the tube and orphan and the idea that you have to go back to the no justice storyline for Justice League, the Scott Snyder was writing. I laughed so hard when I saw that, that you were going to, it would drive you nuts. Oh yeah. my God. But when you have a, like a, here's a spacefaring family and the mother's pregnant and oh my God, the source wall just exploded. What are we going to do? And then you find out there's this techno organic kind of thing that, you know, took this baby and combined it with source wall and like, you know, made it so it was like able to continue to gestate within the mother and then be its own thing because of source wall energy. And then the Mongol found this like, you know what, this baby, it's got the blood of the source wall, the Genesis. We're going to take this orphan baby and we're going to make, you know, mother boxes cry with our orphan boxes. I'm like. You do whatever you want, Mongol. Exactly. And when you're going through this and you go back to see this family in a flashback to the No Justice story. It's a I might be familiar. I might be a bad person, but their almost Yoda-esque speech drove me nuts and I wanted them to die. And they did. I thought I was having a stroke, Jim. I was so happy. I, it was driving me nuts. It was driving me nuts. I actually thought that I wasn't reading all the words. I thought I, I wasn't reading properly. Like I said, I thought my brain did something wrong just because it's oh, the it idea. It's nuts. the thing is, it's not a bad idea because you have an alien spacefaring family and they're talking like, you know, not proper English, like, you know, because we do all the time. You know, yeah. but the hey, idea, you know us. reading it, it really <laughs> kind of threw me off. And there's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it bothered me because I thought there was something wrong with my brain. <laughs> I wanted them to die when they're like, is getting anxious. I'm what, what, what is that? What is this? And Look almost how comes up talks like, like that. I want you to die. I'm used to anxious. You are, you know, the Yoda deal, but they twisted it a bit. It almost felt like you had Yoda translate something and then have somebody else translate it back. And it didn't quite make it there. And it was driving me insane. But my big thing of this, and I think it's well-written. I think that the, you know, the dialogue is good. I like all that, but it feels like as a joke that I'm being told about the gear wars. I am there and I'm hearing terms that I don't know and end up seeing things that I know they're important. They're there, but do we actually need them? And it's starting to get, and I said before, Philip Kennedy Johnson, he is really invested in the lore. I said yeah. right away that it remember way back in the first time you ended up having it. I'm like, I don't need this. It bores me. And you're like, Oh, well, and you were making fun of me. But at this point, well, that's just fun. Well, I know it is. And and it was that was kind of me being a dick right away. I should have been a little more open minded at first, but we're kind of keep getting that with that thing where I see the light at the end of the tunnel. We know that Cal in September is coming back you go to and Earth. die, Superman. And so I want something more to start going here. I want something. Oh, where you mean I'm just like, like oh my for God. some reason outside of his own death? Because that's where I'm always going with the idea. But the idea that he has to come back and but hang out with John for an issue. I so. would love to say, okay, we have till December when maybe that. No, he's coming back to hang with John a couple issues before they end up catching up to the timeline. So we only have a couple issues left. I imagine it's going to be something kind of weird orphan box thing where Superman gets teleported back to Earth, almost like the way that we have Natasha talking to Steel at the back. end of this. And then he's like, I got to go back because all these people are counting on me. Sorry, but John. If, I love when you, he boy. Go, when he goes back, he's just going to end up going off to die anyway. But <laughs> oh, when no, you're going Daddy. through this and you end up and I again, I do like 
some of the things. I think there are little bits when he ends up with the kids and he's well, got to put oh, it that, goes that too far. Fine. It's, it's, too it's much, weird, though. though, because we're still showing Superman is the greatest hero the world has ever known, multiple worlds has ever known. So you're going to have a moment with the kids and talk about certain things. But the way you describe this, it's filling up a lot of page space for one, like the idea that you have gladiatorial Superman on World World with his team of elites. We're trying to get the team back together again. We're trying to have a revolution and overthrow the Mongol who is. But when we talk about the idea what you have a problem with the war and stuff where the war anymore seems like the idea that Bill Kenny Johnson had but didn't have a place for it. So now we got to quickly tack it on so people can realize how cool this stuff is, but we never really had a chance to explore it. Because even when you have Orphan right here, the baby in the tube, that's one of the lieutenants of Mongol, but like this, it's almost like Quato and Total Recall. I know why you come to me, <laughs> Superman. Yeah. Your wounds from that breach are killing, are still killing. So I'm thinking, like, all right, we're reminding people about that breach that, like, the beginning of Action Comics, like, when he go, where him and John and Amanda, like, were fighting Amanda Waller freaking breach monsters at Star Labs satellite. I'm like, and he just started dying because of this. I'm like, okay, we're going to tie that back in here. You fear that your revolution moves too slowly. And I agree, it is because for what we're doing here, that your promise to return to your wife and son may not be kept. You all need your allies. Reunite me with my darling, which is its robot monster that I like to ride in, and I will help you save your enchantress. But you must harness the power of the stone you call Genesis. For, and for that, we will need the help of one who is far, far away from here. And the idea that, I think is, it just dawned on me now because I, it, it, Natasha is featured in this panel when Quato here is saying this. So apparently Natasha then has to use the Genesis piece to talk to her uncle John in the backup storyline, which feels weird. But the idea like we have to get darling, but we're still have to go and fight this witch who seemed like in the previous issue, at least to me, was not one of the lieutenants that they originally fought when, you know, the elite first guy or the authority first guy, you know, Superman, the authority. Yeah. For when Superman, the authority first guy here and they fought the witch was one of the lieutenants that we had it didn't feel like when we were talking about june moon and who has her previously that it was the same kind of entity or even when we had the idea when we can t genesis teleport ourselves over there and do this whole thing where it's like she turns into a gigantic monster right and that's why i didn't think it was the same character because she looked like you know the plague from dead by daylight for the way she looked previously and how she looks for a moment here but even when superman goes and steals from her to the point where she's like Mo she like almost feels like Mongo is afraid of her until she confronts Mongo. Mongo's like, "You ain't shit, bitch." Yeah, yeah, you ain't anything. It's and weird then because in that there's you, a tied-in deal that you have to have some sort of energy and things to reignite light ray, and that feels very. Oh my god! And for the side deal, you mean I, Black Razor. Yeah, for the side deal here, when you say that he has a all bunch this of necro mongers now. Yeah, I'm gonna end up, and I'll explain this in a geeky way. Of when I was a kid, it reminds me there was this kid. Matt, who lived across the street from me, and we would play Dungeons and Dragons. And he Sounds would spend. Cool. It, it was. It was kind of cool. We'd play on his back porch. We'd have lemonade and stuff. He would end up where, and just as an aside, I was really young, and I ended up, his mom was a big smoker, and she would bring out the iced tea, but she'd be smoking, and I wouldn't drink it. Hey there, honeys, you guys look parched. I thought she was Here's putting some the lemonade. ashes in it. I had this crazy deal <laughs> that she, she was fucking with us. I don't know why. But with that, we would play and he would spend a long time. He's like getting the adventure going. And the big problem, and this is how I feel like Philip Kenny Johnson, how this ties in. We would go and he's like, hey, you go past and there's a monolith to the right and a forest to the left. What do you want to do? 
oh, we want to go to the monolith. But the thing is, he spent so much time on that forest that he wanted us to <laughs> so go there. So the forest, and you say. What he would say is, you hear a voice from beyond that says, go to the forest. No, we don't want to go to the forest. We, no, no, you're compelled. All of a sudden, he makes us roll. And we're like, oh, roll. Oh, you go to the forest. Oh, no, the monolith just teleported you to the forest. <laughs> he ended up having... You know, pages and pages, this huge, you know, Philip Kennedy Johnson War World Bible. But then all of a sudden they said, listen, two issues from now, you're going to have to go back to job. Wrap it up. But I I have all this stuff that I wanted to do, so I better throw it in here. And we do get stuff like Light Ray. I mean, we do get things that we wanted, right? Even the idea where we're told by teacher previously, who's one of the lieutenants who is now dead, though, of uh, like the idea of going to OMAC, like you work for us, we'll bring your precious Light Ray back. We still want to know more about these characters because the OMAC and Light Ray that are on this team seem to be from the Tangent universe. And we want to know more about them and how the powers work and whatnot, because even previously in the action comics, we had the Genesis tell us that Light Ray is, and we want to know what that means as well. And hopefully we'll get to that point. But Omak's like, look, I will betray Superman and all these other fools. I'll work for you. Just bring my love Light Ray back. And they're like, okay, we could do this. Because even though we're you know doing war world stuff, technology, we're also fucking necromancers or some yeah, shit. Yeah, we, we could do whatever. Because the thing is now... Now the teacher's dead. He's the one that made the promise, so he's dead. He can't really do it, but we have other alchemists or whatever that Mongo's dealing with. Like, okay, you guys, bring bring this light ray back to life. Oh, we're having trouble over here. And Lomax's like, why are you having trouble? And Lomax's like, I mean, uh, Mongo's are like, you know what? I am Mongo who is, and the Mongo who is doesn't give a shit about what I told you I would do. You'll just be happy that you get anything because in front of Omac, Mongo's are like, Look, you alchemists, if you can't get her freaking soul back in her body, because it has been a little while, just put whatever nonsense you can find and put that in there. Because as long as it's back, you know, Mongo can say he did what he did. But the idea then is like, okay, we're going to use our alchemy at the end. The alchemist at the end of this whole thing is like, all right, we summoned the Mongol who was to help us do this nonsense over here and do this. And eventually, we do get Light Ray back alive through all the freaking war world black magic mumbo jumble. But it's been she's been corrupted. And now she's not just the Light Ray. She has to be changed because of the freaking dark magic that was used and how she's come back. So now she's the Black Razor. Not the Black Razor, the Black Razor. And I'm really interested to find out how that's going to work out. But and like. For the most part in this issue, though, while you have nice moments like, okay, we're going to go get June Moon back. But before we go and have this, I got to go talk to some kids in this one cell we're sleeping in tonight because I made them a Kandorian puzzle boxes that we call Kotaris. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. like I made this out of wood for my son. And, you know, my pa, he can make a bunch out of wood. What's wood? Well, let me tell you what wood is. And all I can imagine is Kandorians and puzzle boxes and how they're summoning Pinhead on Warworld. And that's yeah, all I wanted. Yeah, I'm telling you, the idea where they're talking and, okay, you made this puzzle. You open the box, it, you it, summon it me. You remind me of that as well. But the idea of having to explain again, this is where I think Philip Kennedy Johnson does a good job at one side of he's thought things out. But I yeah. don't know that I need Do to need find it? out why that the puzzle box isn't made of wood and explain what but wood is But this is, is our moment of showing this is Superman is the Superman that we all want him to be. Yeah, he's a nice guy and he misses his son and he's being nice to these kids because they should have, you know, a little nice child and they have these boxes. I like they're like, they should have Hellraiser puzzle boxes, too. Hey, can we have the boxes? They're not done. Yeah, but can we, they're not done. Can we? Have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Run along, you scamps. Take him. Oh, my goodness gracious. You remind me of my son. Go off to a volcano. He's all and aged age up, up now. Go age up and get I actually never knew my son when he was your yeah, age. Yeah, really. He's like, I have no idea. I'm trying to go and make up for lost time. Get out of here, you scamp. And then all of a sudden, you hear cats in the cradle. All these things going on, Eric, is what I hear. But, yeah, it's just kind of a, a crazy, like, 
you're getting too much information about nothing. And then you end up having the stuff like some of the stuff, the Black Razor, Eric, and that sort of deal is okay. And I like that, even though it does. What was the dark multiverse flash Batman called? Do you remember? Because that's what it looks like to me. It looks exactly God like that it, dark <laughs> multiverse deal. And uh, it, it scares me. But I'm yeah, you have out. this going on. I, I actually was trying to type, but I ended up having to look at this. But yeah, so that's what it actually it looks like. Almost like a, even a bit of the drowned in there. A little mix in there. Oh, my goodness. But we'll see what this means. If you end up sometimes dead is better. We'll have to find out what the deal is. But we go to the A World Without Clark Kent story in the background. And I do like the David Lapham almost like a older Red school Death. type deal. Okay, Red Death. You end up where... You go to this, and this is the story that we actually were enjoying a bit. Lois, you have John Henry Irons, Steel, Supergirl, all this going on. And it just kind of like they're they're trying to save Thaula, and it just kind of meanders. Well, it's such a, a weird situation because we go to Steelworks, which is great, because we have John Henry yeah, Irons looking into it. the whole Genesis problem, the idea that we have him working on Thaula, because everybody who was a part of this whole, like, you know, Better go screw over Superman movement that like Mongo was doing to get his ass over there. But we like they've been exposed to Genesis, and because they're exposed to so much Genesis now that they're not, they're having terrible source wall withdrawal. I guess how you could say the idea. But before, where it seemed like oh my god, it's killing her. That was fine because it made sense. But now it seems like the idea is she is almost expelling electrical energy, and I have no idea why that shuts down Steel's generators, the you know, computer equipment. It almost seems like she's going to explode, like she's the electric Superman blue yeah. back in the day, to the point like, oh my god, we got to get at her. And it just leads a Supergirl flying her up to the sun, like, this is what Kryptonians need, whether the Felosian or not. Oh, whether or not we, yeah, flo- why we didn't do this before, and I'm saying, I'm waiting, I'm like, what are you doing? So I thought... Here, heave ho, right in there. Like, it helped me when I was a Red Lantern. But, but what, is, what is this part here? Because you have Kalex as a part of this whole thing. When, you know, Thalwa is expo- expo- like, you know, throwing out all this electrical energy. It's like, the life support chamber is unresponsive with the patient trapped inside. If we fail to restore power, she will die in moments. And then, you know, Kara shows up. Everyone, get back. I'm getting her out of there. And, and so, Kalex is like, Kara Zor-El, the chamber was designed to withstand physical force and energy blasts from even Kryptonian level threats you will not be able to and then john's all like kalex she said get back and just because the steel john says, get he back, says that now we can actually pierce this thing with kryptonian she punches th- it like what is this why did <laughs> that, that doesn't happen make sense. it doesn't make sense you, you should have just had this be that normally maybe that's the case but this electrical thala has kind of you know the integrity of it it's cracking everybody get out of the way still because it's going to explode but kara says i'll do it and ends up grab but yeah it's you can't do it but then it's almost like, Until look how can. great Supergirl is. But you can't do that. You can't say that you can't do it just to have her do it and then go up into the sky. Hey, bake in the sun, baby. You know, you're out there like, hey, I'm Felosian. It doesn't work. Who knows? But she's going to end up. And then by the time up- we get her ass, you know, like flying up to the sun, like energy is pouring out of her mouth and eyes like she's low pan from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, it does look like that. And yeah, maybe it's like, I don't know what happened. The sun did shit. She's dead. Kara comes back. Like, oh, well. Well, what'd you do? I threw it in the sun. That's what we do. Turns out without her power, she suffocated in space. Yeah. Oh, my God. She can't breathe. Look at her. Uh, but yeah, it's very odd. And then you get the call from Natasha. So that ends up, it looks like all along. And it does make everybody seem like dummies. Like the idea that the sun Genesis will cure the this. And all of this, though, with, you know, Thalo 
we just have to take her up to the sun. Why didn't we think of that? But then they end up with, hey, Genesis, all this. We have to refine it into something stable or maybe convert it into radiation somehow. We found someone who can help us, but we need technology that doesn't exist here. We need to solve this together. If we can harness Genesis, we won't just save a life. We won't just save War World. We'll change everything. So the idea is, it's a great idea in my mind where you have Superman and the Authority on War World doing things. If you have a connection here because of the Genesis piece is still on Earth with Steel and Lois and, you know, and Supergirl being able to do something and even possibly teleport it back and forth and help from here, I'm like, that's yeah, a that's cool idea. Be, yeah. But when you have Amanda Waller show up in Bell Rev at the end of this room, which doesn't make any sense because of where she's been in the Suicide Squad or anything like that, where they bring in Kenny Braverman, who's the <laughs> villain conduit from yes. the 90s, who died out of nowhere and saying, hey, Superman, he's all off world, but we got other Superman. You know what? We need you to do conduit stuff, Braverman. I'm like, it's cool. He, a lot of people like conduit. He wasn't around long enough for me to say he's a great villain. A lot of people do love him, but he's dead and now he's just alive. And like Amanda Waller is just having him go do conduit things for some reason. That doesn't make any sense. Like, is this the idea that we're picking up from Philip Kennedy Johnson's timeline from where Amanda Waller is trying to kill Superman with her breeches? And it's not playing Suicide Squad rules? Yeah, I guess. And that's what's weird. Like, we were talking about in the Detective Comics with Mariko Tamaki, and we knew that she never played, you know, around with anything. When you had end up Fear State, where she barely figured out and then ended up just at the end, oh, here's my fears. You have this where Philip Kennedy Johnson does want to keep going with a lot of Bendis stuff and things like that, but this didn't feel like it connected well with the rest of the deal, especially with Amanda Waller. And there's two things that bother me at the end here. First is when you say something to set up, Natasha goes, if we can harness Genesis, we won't just save a life. We won't just save War World. I want to What are we going to save? What are we going to save? We'll change. Everything. That doesn't matter. Like, what are we saving, though? It just, it's just so weird to go with that to get to that. We'll dot, save dot, our dot. friendship. We'll change. Why isn't it? We'll save everything. It will change. Everything. I'm like, well, and then when you get to the end, yes, you really stress. I mean, they might as well come in and say, hey. What's up, Braverman? You're pretty cool, Braverman. What's the going down, Braverman? And then he turns around. He's got Braverman on his back. They're really pushing that. But by the end, if you didn't have next, the return of Conduit, that last bit, I don't know how no, many I agree. people the, when would When you see know, the, the armor right? opened up That's in that case, armor. that doesn't really tell you Conduit no, in my mind. It's right very the top odd. Of it. it's, and that is his armor, but it's like real close. Yeah. It's so weird that they then have to put next the return of Conduit. Tony, Conduit has it, been dead for like 25 yeah. years, it feels like, at this point in time. It's weird. And like when me and you were reading and reviewing, and a lot of people would do, you see Braverman, if you're not aware, you and I did have to look it up. I was not reading comics like you were back then so i look up okay conduit and then it says the return to okay that's cool i'm looking at when he last appeared first appeared all of that stuff going on did see you know when i go to the fandom wikis and it says death and i'm like what the hell's going on especially if it's post christ you know all did that he stuff, do stuff like past reign of the superman no, it didn't seem like that was that was seemed to be it pretty much and yeah and so when you go and i'm like oh that's a cool deal for eric because that's like you know your wheelhouse that's what you really loved and things like that so that's kind of and kind cool, of was but... fine. I'm just saying that he wasn't around long enough to be like this amazing you know, Superman villain because he's just dead and then I think or just gone. But then I think his death was confirmed somewhere later on. And but like the idea, like this is going to, it's I guess it's kind of cool bringing it. Like like Superman has so many villains, but like nobody ever gets to play. So if you are going to bring it in, I just wish maybe okay. there was just more than just a dead villain. I you actually could bring back expected like this. Metallo or something. Metallo would be amazing. Up- like have Metallo that suddenly he realizes that screw this kryptonite 
we figured out how to be a Metello that runs on Genesis. I Eric. want Toy Man to come out and fuck with John Kent. Yeah. Well, you end up where, and I did write this down, Conduit's first appearance was Superman, the Man of Steel Zero, created by Dan Jurgens and Louis Simonson. So, and in the 1995 Simonson, yeah. story arc, Simonson, this 1995 story arc, Death of Clark Kent. So it's kind of a cool deal. That was the name of this. And this is kind of like the same name deal. This backup. So that kind of ties in a little. It's kind of a neat little deal. It's neat. Um, yeah, it's neat. And the thing I is, mean, it, it is neat, but it's out of nowhere and totally fucks up continuity. In more ways than one with Amanda Waller and Conduit being alive. Well, Conduit, we could say, well, you know, you have the, the multiverse recreated. The mu- that's, I can go with that. Yeah, why not? But it feels weird with Amanda Waller. You have Amanda Waller right now off on Earth 3 doing that nonsense, all that stuff. And she's doing dark crisis nonsense. Even at that point, remember, I was complaining because when Amanda Waller ended up doing the stuff to Superman, the breach, he ended up saying, you know, I'm going to get you and never did. And I said, well, why? And you're like, well, she's doing the multiverse nonsense. So he can't get. But so you have that. But yeah, yeah. yeah, And that it's still intriguing. The whole deal. I'm still into the story. It just seemed this one. Something weird in some parts, very rushed. The important things rushed, the non important things. We started feeling that way like an issue or two ago. Yeah. Why are you spending time with, you know, puzzle boxes when you have bigger things to do and you kind of force some of those? Suffering will be legendary even in hell. I would quite know. Everything is just a freaking movie basis off me for everything we're doing anymore. But with all this together, I think the art is great throughout the first and second, you know, backup stories and stuff like that. It's just that. There's a lot of things going on that feel like they don't need to be here and are just like fun little things that like, you know, Phil Kennedy Johnson wrote and wanted to make sure we're in here, whether they progress our story or not. And even the idea of like how we are progressing our story feels like it's in a weird way at times where two baby is our freaking linchpin to everything to save the day. And because of these things, I end up giving it a 6.8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to be a 7 out of 10. I'm still liking it. It's just to me, it's a little down issue. When you spend, Jim. I mean, when you spend three, four pages on... You know, the baby's parents who really, that doesn't mean anything. The and they're orphan, talking Jim. in a way that's just screwing me. And then familiar kept it alive with source energy. After that, because Superman, I mean, Superman is a nice dude. I mean, <laughs> seriously. He All ends, right. up, he ends up hearing the story. And the first thing he goes, listen, I don't want to call you orphan. You have another name. Do you have family anywhere? And I'm thinking, why are you at? like, that would be like you. And you're like, no. They're all dead. Like, why are you reminding me of this? But it's him. He's being nice. He's there, Manchester Black. He don't know what's going on. How are you being so nice, Blue? Like, Manchester Black doesn't do shit here either. I I think Midnighter has, like, almost like he's, you know, Urkel stepping in for a second. Hey, we're going now, and I'm coming with you. Hey, everybody claps, and then they go off. Like, the idea after we bring Light Ray back to life in this whole thing, and the idea when you have one of the alchemists there, Butterback, they're like, we're entering the final moves, and the game favors us now. Faced with this weapon, Superman will have no choice but to seek the fire of Olgrim. I'm like, are we really in the final moves right now? Because I feel like we still just started the story, even though it's been going on for a while now, because the progression didn't do anything for the longest time. It was more like felt like it was just showcasing the art and stuff like that for a long time. Didn't even show us where half the characters were. And now it's like, oh, here's this character and here's this character and we're combining this thing here to make sure that we can move forward. And then this character's back and now it's the final moves. I'm like, well, shit, that, that game started to end fast. Do you think that at some point, because he's there and he's holding the mother boxes, he got that. Do you think that the play with those other puzzle boxes are going to be like those kids are going to have to solve the, the mother box puzzle and they put it together the and then why puzzle? why would you end up having that whole bunch of pages just really pushing the idea of these puzzle boxes 
that these kids are doing. It's so weird. But then when I was going through, I see the, you know, hey, we need the answer to the Mighty Mother boxes. I'm like, that could be almost a puzzle at one point, too. Are they going to play this weird deal? I don't know. I just wonder why you're spending that long a deal on that. But yeah, I'm still a seven. And the art's pretty good. You end up having that art change, which was kind of odd, but kind of works out. It's what we uh, ended up you know, having and in this book and the it, different yeah. artists deal. So once you get to like lore and stuff, you usually have Ricardo Federici. It's okay. But that is it for our first section of books. We're going to go off now and do a little mail, and then we'll be back with three books to finish all of this nonsense. And this is the mail for the podcast. If you want to get involved and be a star of the show like Swanee and maybe even an Eric Shea, I don't right. know. Let's Sometimes he sends me emails. Uh, you end up emailing us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com and you will become okay. the star of the show just like Swanee. And Swanee says, hey, Jim and Eric and the Get Fresh crew. <laughs> Segregation, Reggie. Oh my, it's been a long time since I mailed in and I'm still so stupidly behind. I'm still back in last October in my weekly books. October, oh, he says. That is the scariest month of the year, Eric told me once. But I wanted to email <laughs> to say you. thank you to you all. Yes, you did. So he's saying thanks to everybody. Me, you, the Get Fresh crew. Hello, Be- weird science. Oh Dan my. Stransky. Yes, Dan Stransky, everyone. Uh, this has been a rough month. Whitney and I officially broke up last month after seven years. And that is, uh, that sucks. And I do want to say to Swanee that at points I was going to message him and say, hey, how are you and Whitney doing? But I didn't hear anything about it. So I didn't want to end up, you know, upsetting him or something. But then he ends up where that. Yeah. So I was like, huh, and that, that was upsetting. It was pretty mutual, but it's still hard. And it ends up being hard. I ended up being engaged at one point and I got thrown to the curb there. I was just thrown aside like yesterday. I think you're lucky just to get to the engaged part. Maybe. I I was engaged twice. One of them stuck, Eric. We're still living together and have been better friends than we had been for a long while. So that's that's kind of... It's good, but it's weird as hell. It is weird. That ends up being a little bit weird. But living together is weird, though, and I'm hoping to find my own place sometime soon. But being a teacher, money is hard. What he's saying is money isn't money. Money's ain't money's. Money is hard. Is that the lesson for the day from the teacher? Yes. He says money is hard. And Swanee had been behind because of the teaching. Also, he coaches a lot of sports as well. So I'm sure that he has, uh, you know, some deal going and he's trying to catch up. But October, scariest month. Just Best wanted month. to say that in the toughest part of my life so far, I love this group and show. Does he mean poison? Because no. I love that group right now, too. They're, they're really kicking Just ass right on tour right now. Oh, he means us and everybody else. But now Poison actually is on tour with Motley Crue and Def Leppard. Surprising people there. They're just surprising people. Well, they're surprising sometimes you. We're, <laughs> sometimes we're like, go on uh, YouTube and look up anything with them. And people are like, who would have thunk it? It's kind of fun. Rely on it to get through some tough times. And, and we've had some people use the show for that sort of thing. Even if it's just to get through your work week and things like that. We always do appreciate that we help people out with oh, all yeah. that. I still remember wanting to get back into comics and trying multiple shows that I hated. Looking Me at too. you. 
Looking at you, beep, beep. I'm not going to say who it was, that, but you can you well, can guess you say later. Like that, Mike, he's obviously talking about our show. Who else goes beep, beep? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's a, that's the name. I, I'm actually I ending up saying that would be funny. He's like, I'm not going to mention who. Beep, boop. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. When I found the best and worst of the new 52 show. Remember when we did that? That was no. pretty cool. You don't remember when me and you did the best and worst of the new 52 where we just talked about all the books and whatnot? It's funny because... <laughs> I feel like that's what we do every week. Well, no, I'm saying that we had like a special. Remember the Justice League, no justice? No, at one point we had that, uh, what we thought about the new books that we heard about in the DCYOU. We had a special show for that as well. We used to have these emergency the podcasts. Uh, no, it was something else. But what he's saying is funny because... He mentions a show that he's looking at, beep, beep, Eric, beep, boop. But he said he found us because the best, the worst of the New 52 show, the show that he mentioned, this makes no sense, but the show that he mentioned that I didn't say, I actually found them on a very similar show that he's saying. So that's kind of a weird deal. But he says before Rebirth, when we ended up Rebirth was coming, I think that we had like no books and we decided instead we would do, okay, New 52 is over. Let's do a best and worst of okay, it. I've I mean, been collecting like comics. Yeah, I've been collecting comics and listening ever since. Just wanted to send out a huge thank you to you all. I can't say how much like I appreciate being ago, part man. of I this group. I can't remember group. that far back. It was. I was sitting there. I'm like, we're almost at like the 10-year anniversary of the site. We are old. I was in the shower thing that today. I'm like, man, I got to kill myself soon. Yeah, really. I'm like, really? This is what we've been doing? We haven't taken off a 30s. week of this stupid show. I actually, today I was sitting there. I'm like. I wonder what will happen when like you're like i'm just not recording this saturday i'm like oh no it's over uh but thank you all he says also oh, shit, that's all it takes <laughs> just gotta say yeah it might be or a 10 out of 10 just gotta say from where i'm at in the show you both are nuts he says yep, so you know yeah, well, oh my god nuts and bolts he's all screwed yeah, what am i a robot shit not the nuts and bolts is he saying he says that what's going on what we're talking about that girl's new costume is so much better then the last one with the Horseshit. barely face covering eye mask. Love that, that girl needs a cow and looks so right much better than before. Thank you, guys. I'm guessing that that is more of a thing that you said and I just agreed because I never really. There are times I'm honest to God. There was never a time that you weighed in on a Batgirl controversy. No, like not suit? just the costume. I'm saying just in general. There are times where somebody will get on Twitter and say, I can't stand this new costume of Superman. And they'll have a picture of it. I'm like, I don't see any depth. Like, like that thing, seems like, like I can everyone. understand where you're coming from for to a degree because I know it was a big thing through. Remember the John Romita Jr. That's what I'm getting to. The idea yeah. where John Romita Jr. came in and is like, I made a new costume for Superman, and I looked at him like, I don't think I'm you did. I'm telling you, that's the one that I'm thinking of where people were going, oh man, I and I'm like, what? And then somebody's like, look at did how the cape connects the to the shoulders. What are we doing here? I think there was a weird way the cape connected. I don't know, and I didn't know any different. So when I when I that's the deal, <laughs> it's the same as I go right back. I'm on the schoolyard, the playground. They're like, man, that Return of the Jedi was really good, wasn't it? I'm like, hell yeah, it was good. I'll tell you this, I though. Just the new Batgirl costume looks like a Party City freaking Batgirl costume oh, for how baggy it is. So what like you're shit. saying, it's a lot of fun. No. Party City. Oh, you mean the store. Spirit Halloween. How's like that Like when work? you go into, well, ask Jess. She's probably working there. You end man, up where when you go ago. this deal where... I thought you walk into like a party. Hey, everybody, Eric's here. It's Party City. And they're like, who the hell is this dude? He's got the whippets. Why the hell? Oh, then they start cheering. He's like, I got the Fago and the face paint. Let's go, baby. And then you start singing those songs from the insane clown posse, like the one clowning around. 
That's my favorite song by them. I don't know about you. That's my favorite. But with all of that, Swanee says thanks. Everybody, he uh, says, uh, thank you, guys. Try to get to the bottom of that is Swanee. And yeah, sucks, but you know, you have to. Hey, I'm the worst at coming up with things to make people feel better. I was just going to say, you got to get over it, pal. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm man. my grandfather now. Dr. Jim uh, over from here. From the death. I should record it on a thing. Keep doing what you're doing there, Swanee. You'll get over it. You know, be a fan. It, it's tough. Everybody gets over things their own way. Is what I'll say. And I I ended up, I sat and listened to a lot of, you know, sad music for a while in my room. I didn't know what happened. I ended up trying, then calling, you know, oh my God, I was was pretty bad though. uh, The guy that I was a roommate with in college, his girlfriend, and they were boyfriend and girlfriend through high school, went to West Virginia. Well, they went to West Virginia together and then she broke up with them. And boy, he hit hard. He just sat and listened. I forget. I think it was Sweet Child of Mine. I'm that he listened to just love. over. It was on I'm a loop. Without you. I'm like, I love Guns N' Roses, but you're making me hate them. I mean, please, listen to Paradise City or something, or, you know, Night Train. I don't know, but, yeah, please, everybody gets over the, the Night deal. Train. Night Train. <laughs> oh, like, oh, look at him. And then he ended up, like, always a sad sack, always, like, saying, oh, I might as well give up right now. No women's going to. I'm like, I, I don't need that. I don't need to be the, oh, come on, man. They're going to like you. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm struggling myself here. I, I don't need to, you know, get you on my back. I, I, I don't have any ladies. But that is it, Eric. And then the band started like two weeks later. And then, boy, oh, boy, Eric. And gonorrhea and chlamydia was on their way. I'll tell you there, Eric. Oh, my goodness. Where is this going? But that is the end of the mail section. And and also, like, twice in two weeks I had it. It was weird. I don't know how I got it again. I do. I kind of do. Well, I was also, you know, kind of horned up. But once I saw it, it's like, eh, get a shot. That's cool. Eh, That's pretty good. Uh, But, yeah, that is the deal. Though the, uh, that, like, metal thing that they stuck in the, that that was not fun. But you maybe it was that, worth but you it. went back next week and got it done it was again. Worth it, Obviously, you didn't it learn your worth lesson. It. No, I didn't. I learned it the second time. Uh, maybe no, no. I She didn't. just said no the third time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the case. And and just as an aside, she gave it to me, Eric. I just wanted to tell you that, right? Boom. Take that. Take well, somebody that. Somebody had to. Take that, Jen. I think that's what her name was. Very odd. But with all that, thanks, Swanee. Uh, and we will go. What's that? No. Are they all named Jen? Maybe. But yeah, in West Virginia. Yes, sir. They are. But we're going to go off now. Thanks, Wendy. And again, if anybody wants to email us about anything, maybe your college experiments. I don't know, Eric. And I'm not saying chemistry class. But with that, give us an email at Weird Science. Uh, what is it? Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. There you go. But with that, we're going to go off. Hey, Three more my books email? to finish the deal. Oh, wait a second. Uh, is there <laughs> you son of a gun here like, did you, emails. oh my bullshit. god well i sat there and i thought i heard you typing and i wasn't going to go because i thought you were joking we have one last email everybody right. got off the presses this is from one eric shea who says suck it shorty oh right. what are you what, what are you yelling at your girlfriend you shorty yeah. i don't know why you would do yeah. that but yes if yeah, you, you want to be like eric email us at weird sites dc comics at gmail.com so there you go. We'll be back in a second with more books. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks a tear is tear. Well, that's just Eric Shea. 
Looking for a star scream Or maybe a hot cap Spends all his money buying all bad crap Well that's just Eric Shay Oh, yes. And here we are, Eric, with three more books left here and, you know, some good ones, some things that we have enjoyed. Me and you both said leading into these that it feels right to have Robin and the Deathstroke Inc. together because of the Shadow War. There's a lot Shadow War. (laughs) Almost making me put Shadow War as the theme going in. Just that last time, which would have been funny, but... It's like, did the Shadow War end, or did it ever really begin? Did it ever begin? What about the Tower, Eric? What about the Seven People Radio Riddler? I don't know, but this ends up being a weird section, though, overall, because you end up having this Robin book. Joshua Williamson is going to be leaving it soon. He's going to be leaving it. We don't know at this point. We have to wait for the next solicits and see if there is, in fact, but it doesn't seem like it's going to continue or whatnot. And even it should already be revealed, but we'll see. I'm saying, though, the idea of the solicits, it should be like, you know, if if Robin's continuing, it should be out. Yeah, somebody was saying that for some reason they haven't announced it. Maybe they would announce it, continue maybe with a delay because they got something. But I think that Robin is canceled. Almost no. like when, but but no, then again, Jimmy. I was just gonna say though, just like when Tynan left and they canceled the Joker, but we no. got that shit next week, I believe, with that finale. But the punchline, secret super, like you know, finale issue. Yeah. So yep, Joshua Williamson, he has a lot going on there. He's got a lot. He's like you know, he's like Stacy's mom. He's got it going on. He ends up with Robin, Deathstroke, Gank, Dark Crisis, all these things going, and you have to kind of something's that gonna give. Recently. And yeah, and so I don't mind that these are going if it will help him out with Dark Crisis and also set up. I don't up, give a shit. Why don't you just continue Robin? It's one of my favorite series right now. I just don't end it because a writer leaves. Well, that's the thing. That's why I always laugh when you're like, I want the clone red to be off the back, girls, so we can get another team. They don't play it that way anymore. It's so stupid. When a team goes, well, I said the idea Tynan and the Joker book was an odd play because that book was selling and they must have said, well, Tynan's the sell. If he goes off, it's diminishing returns and things like that. It was a Joker book that wasn't necessarily about the Joker and more of a quest of Jim Gordon with some weird odds and ends. So honestly, that book ending doesn't hurt me as much as something like a Robin because it never made sense to begin with to me. You go from this and when it ends, you jump right into the Batman versus Robin deal. And that's what this is going to set up. The funny thing is, is that you talk about that Joker book and if they did continue, James Tynan leaving the book, would make you question, like, do I need this book? And then you start to reveal, man, not a lot's going on with the Joker here. Maybe I get out of this, but we'll see how this all goes because you have that. Well, maybe then you, you have do the something interesting book. with Punchline in that book where it's, again, a Joker book that's not necessarily about the Joker, but aspects of the Joker. If anybody, if I love Punchline, wants to get upset, I love Punchline, Ken, because you do end up having your Batman versus Robin, and it does say that we'll see Gotham Girl in that story. And not probably the punchline, which, you know, Gotham Girl. But you end up Deathstroke, Inc., another one where Josh Williamson has left the book for now. And you end up having a year one story I don't know that we need. It seems like, well, let's get a trade done. Let's go with this. I don't know. It's very odd. And then we have Task Force C just plodding along. We enjoy that. But we're going to start off with what, Eric? Robin number 15, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Roger Cruz, Norm Ratman, Luis Guerrero, and Troy Pateri. And now that the Shadow War is over, we can continue on with Damien figuring out who he is as a person. And to get there, we have some nice moments with this little, you know, Shadow War aftermath issue where we just have to, like, you know, let the, like, everything calm down a bit because it is just Batman and Robin in Gotham City right now. 
And they're fighting, start things off, just fighting this, the Red Triangle gang from the Batman Returns movie, which I think is a great idea because Damien coming in and saying, God damn, I just got back to Gotham and I'm still fighting clowns. What is with you people? The Joker's not even running. Like, we don't give a shit about the Joker. He's not even a real clown. We're the Red Triangle gang, bitches. And I'm like, yeah. Yes, you know Are what? they drinking the Fago? Is no, that they are not I was waiting the for Fago. Clown Hunter. I really thought Clown Hunter was like, I really oh, wish. man. Go, go and watch Batman Returns. Yeah, yeah. I just, I ended up like, holy crap, like Clown Hunter, like this is his time. Yeah. Actually, my, my biggest problem there. with it is that the Red Triangle was like a circus gang, just not a clown kind of thing. So you had different aspects, like guys on stilts. You had an organ grinder with a monkey and stuff like that. This oh is my. just presented like a clown. But like we've been talking about it previously in like books like Catwoman, where I wish they'd bring in characters like Christopher Walken's Max Shrek for Selena to go up against from the Batman Returns movie as well. And we have the Red Triangle gang show up here. I'm like, I like it when we get to do this. I just wish it was presented maybe a little bit more than just like a throw like fight a kind of a Batman joke. and Robin. It's okay. I, I like when you end up having the car and they all pile out. That's pretty fun. And so with that, though, one of the big plays here is, is uh, you know, Damien on Batman's side is the Antalya side. You end up even going back long ago where they had the first fight. Back He's in coming the with me. He's doing that. All that stuff going on. And this does end up setting up the Batman versus Robin stuff as we go through this. Because, again, Talia, everything's so coming up. It's funny to think Talia. about that, though. It's like... This is long ago, and it, comparatively it is, but for some reason when we had an action comics with, like, months ago, you know, during Just League, no Just like that was months ago? Shit, that feels like so long ago, even for us, but for even the Justice League to be dealing with it, it felt like, a, like at least a year, not months. I, I agree with you, and when you have this whole play, the, the cool thing is, is this will all tie in to go off to go to that Batman Versus Damien, Batman versus Robin deal with Mark Wade. Batman Mark versus Wade's, Robin, or is it Robin versus Batman? I think it's Batman versus Robin. You're never going to put Batman in the second bill there. What are you, crazy? <laughs> I would. You end up here where you also have in the Mark Wade deal, you know, the Nezha, all that stuff. So we do well, end we up say seeing that. It, it, it is its own thing, but for some reason, just imagine before when we had Priest doing the Deathstroke book, where out of nowhere it just became like Deathstroke number whatever it was, let's say 83, where it's on the cover. But on the cover, it would say, Deathstroke versus Batman. Imagine during that Deathstroke time for his own series of like, well, this will help sell Deathstroke books where it's Batman versus yeah. Deathstroke. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, we're going to see. And I said last week when we talked about the whole deal with Lazarus Island, it seemed like they were pushing that deal in World's Finest that Nezha would be captured and imprisoned on Lazarus Island. It does still seem, you know, an island off the coast of Corto Maltese. Yeah, which will end up tying Robin in. In this book, you have a bunch of things going on. I actually like it. it it's kind of, but it's it's kind of like a subtle deal. And this book itself, the story, it's a weird play. I end up arguing with John Wayne a lot about the Super Sons, about the idea that I went through the list the other day in Slack. We were fighting again about it, and even with Zach as well. The idea that the Super Sons was all about the character work and the characters and that I like them. But the villains and the stories, they were a little off. Kid Amazo. Right. And then Rex and that stuff and all that nonsense. Rex Luthor. Yeah, Rex Luthor. So with this, though, this Robin book, we really, really enjoyed Robin. We really like the way Joshua Williamson is elevated, and he's not well, doing the you, cliches issue, of Robin. So. It is letting the dust settle of Shadow War, where not a lot's going on. It's more of like you know, a prologue to what's coming next for Robin, which seems weird because you know we might only have two issues left. We have to figure this thing out. But the idea, it feels like a stepping stone to the next thing. And with that, not a lot happens in this issue, but you get some of the best but I still progression like it. of That's Damian Wayne yeah. as a character you will see anywhere. And it makes me so happy to see yep. it. That's what I'm here for. And I'm telling you right now, 
you can hold me on this. I've said such crazy things in the past, like, hey, man, Eric's a smart guy. I mean, what was I thinking then? I, I said know. at one point, that is my favorite bizarro story of all time. I'm telling sense. you that this cliffhanger might be my favorite cliffhanger we've gotten in five years. It made me laugh so much. And I'm like, oh, yeah, now we're talking because with that, we said we love Damien and we love the progression. I love this. I love that in this Damien, as you know, he's getting the tug of war again with Talion Batman. But he says, I'm my own guy. I've And we've seen that. This is not forced. We've seen him do this. And he is a better you know, a better version of himself. In, but then you also get to see things like Double XL, who I Nobody love. Wants Eric, to see XL. You also see, you know, Connor, Connor yeah. Hawk. Like these are the things Continue that we love on about the idea this of book. Flatline and Lord Deathman and everything that we wanted before the Shadow War interrupted our previously scheduled Robin book. But even with this whole thing, it's like, okay, we're done with the Shadow War. You know, Rachel Gould died. Geoforce is an asshole. He's in prison. But where we left that whole thing is Talia Al Ghul is going to turn herself into the DEO. And we continue that on with that, like, you know, uh, with Cameron Chase here talking about, so let's talk about your father and what he had planned. Like, is he on the up and up turning himself in? Or was it part of his machinations? You know what? How about your son? What would he say about your father's stuff? And it's a weird situation where it almost seems like Cameron Chase is like putting the screws to Talia with threatening Damian Wang. Where is he at? And it's such a weird situation because you are in the DEO field office in Gotham. And you have Damian Wayne in Gotham. I swear to God, she looks out the window. She's they see yeah, Damian he, punch a freaking cloud in the face. He's lining by. He's going by. And in that, you find out. And I kind of thought to myself, when you do have time, yeah, they're involved. This and I like it. I like the way that you play it out. Cameron looks a lot better than she, she was does. during the she Shadow War as well. Yeah, so she's there, but. Yeah, kind of mentioning, almost like, well, we could look into your son. I hear he's a real killer. Hey, I hear he's a real ghost face killer. We could check into that. And I like this deal. And again, we, we laughed about the idea of Talia hanging out with Riddler uh, in the Detective Comics. Then she's looking through pools of water for the gun. This actually fits. And it is Joshua Williamson. So he and did again, the Shadow War, but I that like it actually that. fits. But does, I'm telling you. Out of all the scenarios that we have been presented with this week alone, this is the best. But when it comes down to it, when you have secret agent Lazarus here for the DEO, it, is it is it to make the most sense or is it just the best? Like, is it no, the most it fun makes that you sense want? because they, she got arrested. I mean, they did. You know, you have her dad turn them in. Still probably pissed at that. Like, really, government issue neon green convertible agent Lazarus. Well. And the play, though, is you are going to get the sweet deal that's off the board. But if you don't cooperate with us, I might look into your your son. We might do this. But if you end up going, she's going to agree to this. It's like a weird you know one woman suicide squad because she's out on the streets working for the DEO for Cameron Chase. Like you walk off, you work off your debt to society as the DEO's very own secret Lazarus spy. And, and like, I like the play, right. though. She even says, I can send you the Bell Rev and you know what that means. So. She's kind of saying you could have the, you know, Barbie's Malibu Playhouse out here or you could go to Bell Rev. But how about this? And she ends up doing that. And I do like the idea that Batman says at one point, oh, you're trying to escape. What are you waiting for a sub? She doesn't bat an eye. She doesn't say anything. Like I, me, I'd be like, no way. Such I'm waiting. a weird oh. idea, though, because she has been, this whole issue of the idea is it's set up where we're doing some Bat Family stuff with Damien and Batman and the rest of the Bat Family who are in Gotham at this point in time, even Nightwing and Tim Drake and stuff. But like the idea, Talia Al Ghul has escaped D.O. custody. So Batman and Robin, they're on the case. They go and talk to Cameron like, I don't know what happened. She just got the better of me. And then she got out. Well, we can go and find her, which they do. And you have the little struggle like, I want you to come with me, my son. I want you to come with me. I'm Batman. And Damien, like we talked about, is like, I want to be my own man. I need to figure things out. But I want you to 
to respect one another. I, I know we can't be a family, but I need you to at least be, respect one another when I you're around. I thought a little Eric Shay. I and thought I'm a little Eric Shay throughout all this of this. Shit, but like, you know, Talia, she goes off on her own. Batman's like, just tell me where you're going to be, son. I do love you. You can do whatever you want. And I like all of that. But when we find out that this whole thing, when, when Talia, you know, she, she doesn't backflip <laughs> off a pier into water for some reason. I'm just... This it's all about was the so exit. Weird. It's all about the exit because Batman and Robin swore that she was standing there waiting for a, you know, a a Leviathan submarine to yeah. show her, to whisk her away, which makes sense. But like, then when she backflips off the pier into the water, I'm like, are you going to swim down there to the submarine? Like, what are you doing? But she just then walks under the pier and comes out where she has a Kill Bill type costume, like DEO sanctioned Kill Bill costume, a new sword, and a bright green freaking convertible because she is the secret Lazarus spy. I'm like, does that mean that she's going to Lazarus Island and then spying on Damien for the DEO to figure out what's I don't going think on? The so. Lazarus I think they're just going with that. I don't know, but it does connect into the, you know, Batman versus Robin, and that's what Robin's going to be doing. We'll have to see. But with that, I love that she walks up and she's like, she's wearing Crocs at the point. Then she gets that neat little deal. But I want to ask you, well, first off, before I ask you a question, the one thing when she goes over and kisses Damien on the forehead and says, goodbye, my baby bird, that's a really good moment. Because a lot of times what you end up having, and even a Scott Snyder, when he would have that in the the metal and things. Remember, mother, mother, and he'd always be screaming and yelling and whatnot. That's a nice, tender moment where she shows him, I still love you, and I really like it. And then you have Batman say, Hey, whenever you need a home, you know you have this. And he was a dick in Shadow War. Good good for you, Batman. You know you have that, even though you kind of let Alfred die. Well, I'm going to be through that. Not, he did not say that. Yeah, and he says, uh, can you at least tell me where you're going this time? Because Damien says, I'm going to go do my own thing, whatnot. And then he ends up shooting his grappling gun. Batman, and you yeah. end up having Damien off panel say, that would run, ruin the fun. What was Batman doing? Because then you see him there, and the string is loose. What was he fishing? It's connected to the light pole above him. What was he doing? What was he going to do? Is it because if you look, the line keeps going up above the light pole? I don't know what is going on at this point. <laughs> I have no reason, idea. The, the progression of this where... Where Batman's looking is where the, the word balloon where Damien would be is coming from. <laughs> but somehow Damien Batmans him and is away right yeah, he there. Yeah, Batmans him, but oh, my boy, what is but Batman doing? I don't doing? know what anybody is doing in the progression of this very there. nice moment. But I don't Where's know that what that zipline's line going? doing. Where is it going? I don't know. And then... It's like Spider-Man in any Spider-Man game or anything where you just, you just shoot the webs towards the sky. They'll freaking swing around. But this idea, what was Batman doing? And then he's like, huh. I don't know. Being distracted. Again, then you end up with, you want to play the deal. I would hope that Talia dove in the water, swam down a little, and then came out and went. But it does look like she, like, jumped. Don't look down here! And she's right <laughs> under something. <laughs> That's what I took it as. And the weird play is then she's walking and she's not dripping water anywhere. So I'm like, I think I saw her hit the water. What's going on here? But she must have swung around because you just see her in the air. Very odd. But yeah, it even at one point we didn't say. To some really great it's moments nice. within the Bat family, Damien's parents being together and who Damien's going to be And they even start forward. fighting. They end up like, okay, let, I actually, in the craziest deal, just look at this one. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. Like, hey, we're here at the Burger King. <laughs> Let's exchange that. But you end up Batman. That's he's going with me. Especially for a little fat boy like me. Yeah, really. And he's going with me. And at one point they say, you know, and I wish for my son to be by my side. No, Talia. Then she says, then we fight. If I could draw, the next panel could definitely be 
rock, paper, scissors. It looks like they're ready to do it. And I was going to laugh like that's their way. It's like, oh, man, rock. I lost to the deal. But yeah, Damien blocks it, though. But it does look like they're getting ready to do rock, paper, scissors. Damien gets involved and says, come on, we can't do this. No more fighting anymore. I'm older. You know, I go where I want to. And you do play it off in the art at that point where he does look a little more mature in that deal. So he gets a little younger again later, but I like that. It's almost like you can go a stylized deal of them actually looking at that point of view of seeing him. He actually has grown up. And they, I like that because Batman, I don't know that he's the greatest of fathers. We said he ended up saying all that shit about Alfred and things like that. But he is going to be a guy who, holy crap, my son's grown up. Even with him disappearing, like I'm going to get. I'm going to get my dad with that. That's his. At least you're not Superman, Batman. Don't worry about it. And Talia, she doesn't get a lot of time with Damien. And I think that him stepping up would impress her a lot more than it would impress Batman. Batman's a guy who likes the order. You follow orders, all that. Talia just wants, you know, her little boy to be a man. And I think that she was really impressed by that. So I really liked it. And Does she really want that? Because every time we keep introducing aspects of like, you know, growing up to her, she's really shocked. Like he has a girlfriend. He's been I doing this. I think that it was always that she was upset because she didn't know about it. Like she was like, like it was weird. But I think that in her mind. She just wants her little baby bird. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, though, in my mind, you can't tell me that at the end of all of this, Batman just wants Damien to grow up. Talia needs somebody to be the demon's head down the line. Like you're yeah. going to replace your grandfather. So him growing up. And kind of being his own guy and standing up to even Batman and her, I think, would impress her. We do find out that Cameron Chase ended up taking all that abuse from Talia because of it being a dupe. Okay, now you're on our side. Batman seems to be duped. I can only imagine now you go off to the Lazarus Island and find out what's going on with that because your father was going to tell us, but he's dead now. Yeah, we'll see the deal. It's just weird. Why didn't you get me a bright green freaking airplane or boat because I can't drive this Corvette to Lazarus Island. The weird play would be, listen, you're... Your dad was going to tell us all his secrets of the Lazarus and all that. (laughs) And now you go, but it seems a little more than that. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But we go to Lazarus Island. You're our secret Lazarus agent. I don't know. Like, is it just a clever name? I don't know. We'll have to see what that is. If they really just wanted to know about the pit, I think they could go. It's the DEO. They might just be able to go, but I think it's a little more but than that. But then they'd have maybe. to go up against people like Double XL. Yeah, Double XL. Or, or if Jim was there, Triple XL. That is true, Eric, because I like it to get sexy, is what you mean by that. He's there. He's got the saw horse no, going. Look at that guy. He's got the big gold chains. I love it. It's just him. so funny to me that we are just building up this weird thing because. Lazarus Island always came off more like Mortal Kombat tournaments where you didn't really have what I would call a village on the island. You had like places for people to go and have fights and temples and weird shit like that. You have everybody who has stayed behind from the Lazarus tournament now, like, you know, helping build, I don't know, more villages. It's like me and you building houses on where they have Burning Man or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like this place. Because I'm it seems like there's a lot it. of people on Lazarus Island, and I have no idea where they came from, but they're like, they're fixing like roofs and shit. And I'm like, yeah. did we really do this much damage in the story? Well, maybe it was just that, you know, Mother, so she really wasn't big with the upkeep. And now she, maybe. you know, you got to do that. I love the idea, and I wish you had it because they leave the hype man of double xl and i do like double xl i need them to be behind him saw 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 like they're yelling and cheering for him you're the, it's like best. the worst thing ever i don't know why you'd want that him and black swan 
They're like, it's so funny. Yeah, like, you have to push them. Black Swan still Basically, there. Black Swan and Double XL are there because they have nowhere else to go. They like, they were going to go home, but they're like, ah, there's no really fun there. Like, can't we get Ravager back? Yeah. So, well, she's going to be doing other things, Eric. But yeah, Damien's there with Connor. Like, hey, what's up, Hulk? Connor yeah, Hulk. We doing this there? And he's like, hey, this is cool. You know, we're going to change this island into maybe. Your, your dad and my dad, they had caves. You and I will have an island. Figure out this devil, this devil Nezha stuff. How about we do this? We get yeah, Castle Grayskull. We'll get that going. And then we'll go from there. I'm like, holy crap, look at this thing. I, I swear, the, the island has a giant skull face on the side of a mountain there. Now when the idea that somebody has washed up the shore, oh my god, who could it be? And they've turned it over. Oh my god, it's Lord <laughs> Deathman. And he's all like, Flatline is out of control. She's trying to kill me for good. You're my only hope. I just imagine what this is all said and done. Let's say all the kids go and try to find Flatline, wherever she may be. But because of this giant skull faced mountain, Lord Deathman claims this as his own. He's like, it's made for me. Meh. It looks like me. So yeah, all the kids are going to go off to Tokyo to go talk to Flatline. Lord Deathman's yeah. like, this is mine now. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. He's like, oh my God. But it made me laugh so much as he washes up on shore. Probably in a way that's a dupe, but we'll see. I need to know what's going on because I care so much about Flatline and Lord Deathman and that heart they procured from Damian Wayne. I'm like, we have two issues left. There better be more to this story because I care so much about it. And I know you cannot successfully tie everything up in two issues. No, and, and in that and that whole deal, whether or not it does tie up or it does just continue into the Batman versus Robin, which would be a shame to not have a definitive back. ending here. And that's the play here. If that is response. Clay freaking Wilson, not special G. Special G. And we said when you ended up having Damien before Flatline took Damien's heart at the beginning of the Lazarus tournament, you ended up seeing and getting that little backstory of Respawn where Respawn, oh, they used to take my organs. You specifically see them taking a heart out to give to Damien. So that probably would have been Respawn's heart. That's where we kind of get that feeling that maybe you can bring him back with that. That might settle right. lay down do. a little, be kind of cool, right? But yeah, I like this. Oh, man. We we introduced Respawn in the middle of Dark Crisis, and we, to get that darkness right out of his heart, we get old psychopathic Slade Wilson back, <laughs> the one we know and love, not this yeah. new one. And then we get him back, oh, he's the <laughs> best, right? So More mild-mannered Slade Wilson, who'll kill you after, you know, a long period of time and just not have a freaking secret society come after your ass. Yeah, and so with that, though, then you set up this deal, because this could be where we have wanted, and you do see that little inkling. You have Lazarus Island with these kids that they could be like a new Teen Titans. There's Connor, Double XL. We all love no, him. No, I didn't want him. Or Black Swan. I want a Damien, Flatline, Connor, and Ravager, and that's it. And they're all going, you know, you might be able to bring Flatline into that. I think Ravager has to stay away for a little bit because of the whole deal with Deathstroke. But even then, what are we really doing with that? Because Deathstroke Inc., which we're going to talk about next, ends up just being a year one story. You don't even have things Crazy. continuing in that. So with that, though, yeah, the story, the story has never been the thing that drove any of this in the Robin book. It has been the character moments. It's been the progression of Damien and, and the other characters. Yeah. And so you have these other characters with him that are really cool. But he's finally got a team where he's not just yelling at everybody because a Connor Hawk that ups the deal. You can't really you know, be a real jerk to him. Yeah, this isn't, you know, Roundhouse, which we like, but Roundhouse, a little lower tier. So I do like this, and I hope that that's what yeah, continues. Roundhouse and, is never the green arrow. No, and I do believe this is setting up, you know, you have this Batman versus Damien. Oh, man, but it might be Damien with his crew here. I like that. I think that that's cool. 
Uh, and then you have just the craziest deal with Lord yeah. Deathman screaming and <laughs> shaking his fist. It's so good. And it looks great. It lo- I'm telling you, with that, you have double XL behind it. He's just like, this guy's got a skull for a head. He, I don't think he's worried about anything that's being said. He's just worried. Uh, but with that, what would you give it? I love the art in this issue, and I love the character, the continued character progression of Damian Wayne. And the way everybody's presented here, it's done really well. But because this is a cool-down issue where a lot of this is a lot of meandering about because we don't have enough to do from the last story and we don't have enough time to start the next story, we have a lot of meandering around, and that can like you know, lead to some – no, it's some like uh, filler in the page space in my mind. But because of that, I still enjoy the issue, but I give it a 7.8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm giving it an 8. An 8 out of 10, I thought it was really well done, the character stuff. And that stuff with Talia and Batman. Just think of the nonsense we got, again, earlier in the Detective Comics, where you have Talia and it makes no sense and she's upset. You were on a date. with No, this actually felt really good. Though. So, like you said, it is a little goofy. She goes off in her, you know, I was going to say Corvette. I don't know cars. Convertible. Ends up going. That's a little, but the stuff with Damien and Batman was really, really good. I Until do it was like also it. weird in the panel progression. Well, that was weird, and especially Batman. But I, we didn't bring it up. But one of the other plays in that was where you have Batman. And he's like, what are you going to do without your riches and your daddy's things? I want to tell you to say, whoa, whoa, whoa there poor guy like he doesn't have the money either and even he's the idea shaming of that, her i'm like i don't know how long it's i don't been know. since talia has used the al Ghul money because even at a certain point there Raish, he didn't have any money either no and with and all talia that maybe had not been associated with Raish for a long time that's why we have leviathan maybe it's a weird play they're not paying attention i think that that whole idea of you know batman not having money i think that's gonna quietly just disappear well he's dead in the regular day but I think that that's just going to be something they get rid of. It didn't really do anything story-wise for anybody, so we'll have to see. But yet, the Fox family will still have that money. But we'll go to the next deal, Eric. Next deal is Deathstroke, Inc., number 10, written by Ed Brisson, with art by Dexter Soy, Veronica Gandini, and Steve Wands. And it is a year one story of Deathstroke. And the whole play of this, there's a bunch of stories like this that we say. You have to decide if that's what you really need. If you really well, want to see time it in the story, like they just got to a really interesting place within this series. And they say, you know what? Now that we're at a place where you might like the story, we're not going to do that anymore. And we're going to tell who is buying a Deathstroke Inc. book in my mind, who's a hardcore Deathstroke fan who doesn't know the year one story of Deathstroke. And it really bothers me when you tell it. It's like almost like the it's like the surf, not surface level, but kind of it's the idea of, OK, we have it's a certain bunch notes. of things that we have to show and then we'll fill in the blanks by saying it's almost like Steve Rogers or Wolverine. And but it always was. I mean, this is not like the idea they like, stole we anything. Got this story complete. And like in case of this, the thing is I'm trying to figure out who this would be for who's just picking this up because. Deathstroke Inc. was not a big seller, not a lot of big fan favorite either. No, nobody really it wasn't knew what was going seller. on in that story before the Shadow War. But like the idea of this, like Priest, like toyed around with the idea of the Year One story, the origins of Deathstroke, because he was dealing with a lot of the family stuff with Adeline and Jericho and Grant, probably talking about that stuff, and then what kind of father he was, even when he brought Rose into the things, and the idea, like everything here. I already imagine. I just, I've known the story of Deathstroke, Slade Wilson, and Fuller Wild and George, but, but anybody could guess. I feel guess like this. I've seen this in the last Deathstroke story with them just talking about it for yeah, some reason. Yeah, that you can fill in the blanks already, and it's funny where they're going through them. Oh, there's Isherwood. Oh, and right. I say, and I say that I actually do feel 
Like we covered this in flashbacks and then maybe we didn't even just talk about it. I'm sure we actually had the flashbacks to when the super soldier serum was going on and everything like that. And Isherwood and freaking Wintergreen, Adeline and Grant and everything like that. And even the idea of that for the flashbacks we got where like, you know, the way it went where Slade went off on his own, like a business trip where he was actually doing mercenary work and like Hitman stuff without Adeline knowing stuff. It felt like it was played off better in that than it actually is in this. The thing that gets me in this, like you said, when you end up having the particulars and you're seeing what's going on, nothing's going to shock you. You said it's the cliff notes where, oh, Grant's going to be there. Oh, my. Daddy, I don't want my boy to see me because I'm weak right now. But with it, you have the idea where you're coming out of shadow where you're also dealing with the dark crisis stuff, all that leading. You're at where and the book isn't selling great, right? But you're at the hottest point of the I know. book now. You're at the point where you have to figure out something Ink else me. that can tie in. You have the stuff with Rose. You have the stuff with Respawn being killed. You have all that. You don't the have to. Society. You don't have to step on anybody's toes. And it's Joshua Williamson who was on this book. Goes off for Ed Brisson to tell this, and it makes me think. Well, we need a couple more issues. We'll cancel it then, but we need to fudge this in. Who cares about this? I mean, if you were actually pulling the book, I think you get rid of it now. Because like you said, if you are a Deathstroke fan, it's such a weird play. Deathstroke fans might be buying Deathstroke Inc., but this is, you know, been there, done that. So why are you doing that? The art, I didn't, I like that. Well, the art's soy, amazing. I think the I book looks amazing. I didn't love the amazing. art at all. But the, prog- the, I think the art looks amazing throughout this entire book. But the progression of the story, though, where you spend half the issue with the idea that, you know, Slade has been injected with the, su- the super soldier serum and it's not working out well. His body's rejecting it. And like, I spent months in the, in the hospital like this. And we spend so much time with what him just strapped to a table or laying on the ground dying and being weak and then finally being out and about and stuff like that. Like, you know, you're a bad father. So you got to choose. Do you want to have that life or do you want to have this life? And nothing felt really like I needed to be here for it because it just felt like old hat at this point. I'm like, I think the art's great. You might not like it. I think the art's yeah, I didn't, I'm telling you, even thing. at the beginning of it where you have, you know, them at the bedside and there's Isherwood and Wintergreen, it's like that just didn't seem like it was very detailed at the one point. Looks like Wintergreen smacks Isherwood on the back of the head. And then when you end up seeing the struggling you know, Deathstroke, the struggling slit, he's there and it's like, you have that red nose chappy look and I didn't think it was well played out. I, I really didn't like the art as much. It ended up later, it gets a little better. But what you're getting here is a weird play because do we need to know, even if you didn't know that Adeline and him ended up having problems and they broke up? Right. You have that. We know that. Well, we've already seen still, this. But. And that's the thing is in the progression of it where it's like, OK, here's Adeline. Here's Grant, his son. And the idea that they're coming to see him finally after being months in the after this, you know, he uh, volunteered for this program for the military and the military is like, oh, this this whole project didn't work. So we're discharging you on it where you're getting a pension. Just get out of here. Don't talk about it. But like the idea is like, OK, now that he has the super soldier seat, I'm like, I can see the notes where it's like they're going to stay together long enough because they still have to have Jericho. Jericho has to get to a certain age to be kidnapped by the jackal to the point where then Adeline shoots Slade in the face, naked, t- naked, uh, knocking his eye out and stuff like that. Like all of these moments we've already seen and in my mind already seen better and within the last couple of years. And my weird play is, and what I was saying is, we know that this is going to set up, you know, oh my God, Grant. Oh my God, he's, he's dead. He got, oh my God, the eye. But the problem is, like is We have that, to go so far for Grant to die though. And this is just Slade year one. But what do you need? And I, I think it'll kind of do some weird things. But with that, 
you're trying to play something where you have already just had Joshua Williamson play off that whole entire thing with Respawn. That's why he needed Respawn. Oh, he's my boy. He's that. So if you were reading that and understood what that was, this is just nothing. We've already known this. Yeah, we're seeing him try to be a father. He can't quite get it because he said we have had this over and over. We just had it. With Respawn, it, that was what they were playing on. Why are you doing it after the fact when you are playing on everything that you're going to show us already five issues before that you think they're – I don't get it. I just don't. And when you have Ed Brisson doing this, it is just a generic issue. There is nothing that you're going to see here that you couldn't have figured out, and it really plays off the generic deal of Wolverine, Steve Rod, all that stuff. Even the it's way it plays new. out by the end where it's like, you recognize this, Dr. Francis Campbell? Well, he was one of the doctors that worked on you, Slade. And the thing is, like, you were the only one of all these, you know, candidates we had to survive. Hundreds died. And this doctor is going to come out and freaking spill the beans and it's going to put your family on the map. Everyone's going to know, like, know what we did. So what I want you to do is go and murder this man and I'll pay you a million dollars. So this is how Slade Wilson gets a taste for the hit, like the hitman situation. And that's where we end this whole thing where it's just he's going to go and kill this guy because the government has been watching Slade but even though they believe uh, previously that the super soldier serum did not work they know now okay look he's been going out doing bar fights he's got wounds that healed overnight stuff like we know that it worked now we're going to use you as a hitman to go and kill this guy and so we can all save our asses from all the fuck-ups we did during this program that you were involved with okay and even in that i look at the end you have where he's accepting this it looks like and there's grant i'm a real boy he's there right behind but with that you end up having the super soldier serum. They even say it, you know, the whole deal. And this yeah. is this thing. But you have this military program going. Oh, my God. Only one person survived this. But, hey, it's not really working out. Let's tear it all down. But we'll let this guy go off to us. Why would they even let him live? I mean, this idea of, hey, we'll just shut down the program. Let that guy off. It didn't really work. But that's still a loose end. That really threw me off with the idea of these government shadowy organization type deals. But it's just really played off. Yeah. And and like, oh, and not even the idea we'll pay you off. Hey, you know what, soldier? You were really good. Wink, wink. We're going to give you a million dollars right away. No, he just got his regular pension. He's off. And to the point where he doesn't even have any money as much. And he has to go do security where he ends up saying for high end douchebags. And I ain't no toy soldier. And is that where he's saying that looking through the scope of Bruce soldiers. Wayne? Is that Bruce Wayne there <laughs> Actually, that he's I don't looking know. through there? I think it is. He's like, these douchebags. And almost like he's there. And I wanted him to do that because what he's doing is going with this scope. Pew, pew. Like he's pretending to kill them. So what are like, you doing, what your is boy? he doing? What is he doing? <laughs> but I think that's Bruce Wayne. And, uh, yeah, so all of this going down, you get the character names, you get Isherwood, you get Wintergreen, you get Adeline, you get these things going down. And Go yeah, I just like, really? And then when he goes off, it's funny, when he goes off and he's like, okay, I'm going to be the vigilantes there, and he puts that deal. It looked like that weird play of when, I believe it was Superman who was going around, pretending he was almost like a Batman character in, I forget what it was, one of the future stories or something. It just threw know. me off where he's doing that. And yeah, he ends up beating up too many people. The government realizes, oh, that's that guy that we let go. And it looks like the super soldier serum's working now. Well, Let's go get him. I'm like, while, it's too much. He was eventually arrested when the cops showed up. Like, So I'm guessing they they were pinged when he got arrested. I think he's a little smarter than that, too. But 
you know, he's he's working now. He's like, I want to fight all these things. I have expected him to go running and doing some flips over freaking, but he said, like, I don't want to try to test this healing factor with, you know, a police officer's revolver, at least not right now. Yeah, it's just, it's a little crazy. Uh, But again, it's, I saw somebody, I forget, it was either a article or a deal of, do we need these year ones anymore? I mean, we've had the bigger ones. Now you're just kind of oversaturating it batman the night right now which is a retelling of the origins of bruce wayne becoming batman throughout his training i said from the get-go i don't need another retelling of the batman's origin stuff like that but at least in that story we are changing things up and doing something new and interesting this is just everything i already know and it just feels like like why do i need to read this i would rather have deathstroke ink the way it was tell me something i don't know you were at the hottest point where you could have had you know some more things maybe fill in some of the cracks of you know, his whole society and things like that. And are we still based out it. of Zandia? What are we doing? Like, has, what has the darkness done to you? Why does it want you to kill the Teen Titans the way you're doing it right now? Do some stuff because we have like, how many tie-ins to Dark Crisis right now? This could have done a lot of the heavy lifting, at least for the Secret Society and Slade. Yeah, you could have done that. But yeah, I mean, you have a lot of one shots. You have that Young Justice deal and you have the uh, flashbook going in and a bunch of little things tying in by the end. But yeah, it would have been nice to see more of that, but maybe Joshua Williamson wants that more in the regular Dark Crisis book, and we'll see. But this is just kind of a nothing. Uh, what would you give it's it? It's a 6 out of 10 for me, because I really enjoyed the art, but it's a story's fine, because it's a story I've seen and read a million times right now. It's just not doing anything new, and there's no reason for anybody who knows Slade's backstory to read it. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest part. It would have been cool if you were getting something, like you said, of the Batman the night where you're getting something new, like, oh, my God, you know, we didn't know what happened after the Infinite Frontier goes. Maybe you're going to get something new, something that ties in to say why he's even a little more insane than just the darkness, things like that. So I will give it a kiss my grit six as well, Eric. Uh, but we'll move on to the last book of the podcast. What is that? Test Force Z, number nine, written by Matthew Rosenberg, with art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Adriana Lucas, and Rob Lee. And we are continuing where we left off in this story, where previously we saw Jason Todd get the crap kicked out of him by the rest of the Bat family, where he got a bunch of, you know, crap kicked out of them as well from Jason Todd. But he got away with the last of the Lazarus resin that Batman had. But out of nowhere, we're just starting up like, spoiler, Stephanie Brown met Jason Todd down the train tracks where he escaped from previously. And like, hey, what's going on? You know, if you keep being an asshole, you're going to lose your family. Oh, and by the way. There's some weird shit going on in Bloodhaven at this ice rink. You should go get your zombie team and go check it out. And this is the weirdest part of the book because while it's nice to see Steph, a lot of people are Steph fans, it feels like a weird idea to have her here to give this information and for the rest of the book to be about our heroes who like the idea that we have given off the Lazarus resin, we have made more, so we now have a zombie horde once again with KGB, Solomon Grundy, Bane, and Madam Crow, and uh, Copperhead and Zaz. We go off to Bloodhaven to this roller rink where... Ice rink, Aaron. I like that I it's roller the rink? Snyder. Oh, and here we go again. Snyder rink, yeah. Uh. But we have the idea that the character, who one of the characters that started off this task force, Z Team, the Sundowner, yeah. she is here, and we have to fight her, and I have no idea why this character... This who, is a weird play. I personally forgot about yeah. but why we need to bring her back, and I have no idea why she's here. It, it felt weird. I mean, this is all. the idea where you usually have a Suicide Squad... Where you go, oh my god, Slipknot, yeah, you're going to die. In this, it's almost like, well, what do we have? What character can we use that we could just completely get rid of? 
Because we're going to grab their blood and make more Lazarus. Fit. I'm well, like, why really? Why do we need to do that? I don't when know. We just spent last issue getting more Lazarus resin He's to make more real. Lazarus resin. And even when we have the idea, it's this like we have Sundowner. And if you don't remember her, she's Hannah Hobart. And when the lights go out around her, this Sundowner demon comes out and is a monster and a big problem. To the idea where, like, but Hannah Hobart, that the host of this demon, she's already dead, so it doesn't matter. So when we actually take her. We actually fight this entire thing and take her back. It takes so a while gonna, too. We're, we're just gonna. Get the Lazarus resin that's still in her body out of her blood and then blast our teammates with it with like a weird light ray, it seemed like to me. But we were already okay. I don't feel like we needed an issue to do this. You get her blood and they do mention like this will keep us going for a day or two. So I guess you have to keep doing this. But why are we doing it at this point where it's a weird scavenger hunt? To just end up going and like, oh, man, that used to be the other team that we were on. Why was she here? Why I don't know. Steph she was sitting there. It, it seemed to be and a why setup. Is it why aren't they going back to Stefan? It's funny when you first started, when you're like, hey, and spoiler. So I thought you were like, ooh, what's he spoiling? <laughs> you're just saying Steph. But yeah, it seems like. I'm it was, sorry. She's not even spoiler anymore. I know, She's but a bad Even girl. then, it seems like it was a setup. Like she was stupid, but it wasn't. And you end up going, but no. it was, but it wasn't. She's there, and you have this ice rink where I'm thinking, Okay, what do we have? Freeze again? Or are you just doing this because they're zombies? They have to be on ice. I don't know why you're going all the way to Bloodhaven for like I'm this. I'm saying, though, you have Powers International Security goons at this ice rink that has Sundowner in it for some reason. And it's, it's connected to like Powers International, who are our adversaries for our team in this book. But why is this here in Gotham? The book's in getting Bloodhaven. a little convoluted and even trying to remember what it is, what team is going. Agreed. And that's my problem. Well, especially because Sundowner comes back out of Last nowhere. Last issue was my book of the For week no that week because I really like that progression. Almost like oh, what we good. said earlier about Robin, about Damien. We finally got a deal where, you know, Jason Todd steps up and says, I mean, even just that. Yeah, the idea. I didn't get killed by a crowbar. I got blown up, but I have this crowbar. So shut up and I'm going to beat you up. And I thought it was really good. Then you go to this, he's walking around with his coffees, right? He's having that with Steph. And then they go off. I'm like, what is going on here? Also, you just have, you know, we've had the characters, Copperhead, Zez, but they're just like, they're there for their lines. Then they do this. Then you have Sundowner. And I'm like, what? I really thought we were in the final phase of this. Like, okay, we, we should A, get Lazarus resin. B, get our team all juiced up. And C, storm the gates of freaking Powers International and take down Jerry Powers and Mr. Bloom and possibly Man Bat. But the idea now, we're going off on missions to find Sundowner for some reason, while Harvey Dead goes and makes freaking like, you know, plays like, you know, real estate with Black Mask. And then they haggle about the price of it. I'm like, what are we Black doing Mask, I'm like, oh, man. And then just as a deal, almost as if, well, I know I don't have shit going on here. So what I'm going to do is out of nowhere from the shadows walks Derek Powers. Uh, hey, Derek, guys, what are you doing? My name's Derek, well, even, Derek Powers. I'm like, even when enough. you have that, it's a, it's a fine call. I'm sure, I wish you would have done it at some other point. But when you have Mr. Bloom and, you know, Kirk Langstrom, who's been remade into a man now from all the bullshit we saw. He's just a man. And he's down with Mr. Bloom. I don't man. know why. It seems like a weird choice. But we're going to go into the secret records of Powers International and like the lights are out. And for some reason, we just have. Little boy Derek Powers sitting, standing in the shadows, like, hey, who are you? Hey there, boys, like, what are you? I'm like, what's right. a ghost kid? And then I'm like, oh, it's Derek. Why wouldn't you have had at some point where he's going around? It's bring your son to the evil, you know, corporation day. And you have Jerry walking so around. Weird and at least introduce Derek at one point. Now we see he likes to go around in the shadows. He likes to play with the things and stuff. But out of nowhere, he just walks out. I'm like, 
I really was. Is it a ghost? Oh, it's Derek Powers. You're playing this game where and we're Derek supposed Powers, to be impressed so by cares, that. It's the first big bad of Batman Beyond 35 years from so now. So that is supposed to be like, oh, my God, is this Blight. Is there a possibility that at some point you end up having it being a collectible issue only because in the timeline, this might be his first appearance. <laughs> I don't know how that plays out. But this idea that he just <laughs> walks out. I mean, even as he walks out with his hands, and, hey, there, what's going on, boys? Oh, man, who are you? My name's Derek. Derek Powers. My mom owns this building. All right. I don't know why you're here, but get out of here. It really is like Mr. Boom, like, oh, man, you little scamp. Now get out of here. I just know if I'm standing in a place, you know, I'm at my mother's work or something like that. And there's a guy who's like, you know, a weird slender man with a freaking mask with a flower. I am not approaching that man. I'm shitting my pants and hiding and hopefully not crying loud enough that they can hear me. With that, that's my problem is you'd have Mr. Bloom. I don't know who has the better sense of smell here, him or or Kirk, but somebody's going, why do I smell shit? Because I'm right there behind the filing cabinet shitting my pants and it just keeps going. I mean, I end up, I'm like my own human centipede or something going on. I'd be shitless. I, I end up where he just comes out. Hey there, just to give that line and go off. And then when Mr. Bloom's like, hey there, and he's like, Almost like he's checking his head. He's doing the phrenology. Oh, my. Look at you. As he's there, like, being, oh, I get the hell out of there. But then you just go from there where you do set up that Bloom is going into the files. But we know that. We already know that he has checked things out. When you do get to the point where he's really throwing where Jerry's like, well, you don't know about that. Yes, I do. You know, yes, I do. And goes, that's fine. I just think that by the end of this, you're going to have Jason and all them go in and Bloom's going to play his game. Hey, I was on your side the whole time. I was working from within. Ha ha ha. Let's go. The idea that our big cliffhanger for this issue for all this non really story related stuff is that when they were escaping the ice rink and they were you know, presented by freaking more international power international goons, Bane, I guess, was captured and taken the powers international in Gotham. And it seems now that through like, you know, grabbing different venoms and stuff like that, Mr. Bloom, we have now have Bane, zombie Bane on Mr. Bloom's side of Powers International to go up against our heroes. when we finally do invade at some point. That's our cliffhanger. Bane's on the other side. Ha ha. For some reason, I thought Bane got away and he wasn't captured, but he was captured. Then you get that yeah. mention of all the venom and all this. Uh, I don't know. I This is a down ass issue. Yeah. When we're getting to the end, it feels like. Sometimes you'll you'll rush things. Oh, we're going to set. But this feels convoluted. It feels like things are wacky, that they're changing a little bit of a. I don't know, because we only have a couple more issues left. And all this I can think like of at the end. This feels like a weird situation, though. Like, I say, like, that's our cliffhanger. But this feels like a weird situation where our story now has to make sense with what James Tynan that's did in the Joker series. That's what I was thinking series, as well. Because in that, we have Bane alive and well, saying that he did A-Day, which makes everything we've seen in this not make sense. Because... I don't know how it works, but you have this weird netting behind Bane, which you saw being shot at him during the like uh, when the goons were after him previously. But that motherfucker is hovering above the balcony. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Flying. I, so it's I very odd. So even it says, next, guy, seriously, what's up with Bane? I know, Bane? yeah. What's up with Bane? What is up and with Bane? And I agree. Bane? What is up with Bane? Because we have had zombie Bane this whole time, but it's a zombie clone Bane who might have superpowers now, and now that you've given him venom. I don't know, but it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't feel like it's natural. And and it's weird because, you know, you have this whole idea. They're desperately trying to get more and more Lazarus resin. Oh, my God, we got to get this. We're going to end up needing this. This will take us another yeah, day or two. What zombie Bane. But you would think at the end you're going to either, you know, maybe get, have to get rid of super zombie Bane. He'll probably end up but also end up where everybody kind of has to get 
enough Lazarus residents so that they end up coming back to life normally so we could say okay everybody go back to your books you're there you're a villain here whatever and even Manda I don't know what he's doing I think it's just gonna be Bloom like all right I set this up that's what I wanted to do and you'll have like all of uh, Gotham it'll rain Lazarus oh my god I'm so much better but I don't understand this issue the progression and why you're doing this and when we said before that one of the things that we were shocked that we kind of like Bloom being this crazy guy and he, but now it's at yeah. a point where i don't know what jerry is even letting this guy do anything or even saying, do he it's, has reconstituted like you know man bad's body he is human he is still kind of messed up though but it seems that he is just working with mr bloom now and enjoying takeout he's just eating this entire time i mean guys seriously what's up with Bane? i'm like what's up with this book i love the last issue and it wasn't it was even the idea week, of a progression sure. it was all jason todd and then you just had this and even i'll tell you one thing Throughout this whole issue, I did laugh. It didn't play out as well as it might have been able to, but it did end up really feeling like Jason was like a parent who was chaperoning a school, you know, a field well, trip. That's what I've liked about the series overall, like how he has to wrangle in the zombies. I really like because he's like, come on, everybody, get on the bus. He's counting heads. And, and it Cal really came to that. not eating that guard. You're welcome. That was fun. But the story just did nothing. It really was a Sun bit downer. of a disappointment. <laughs> Even then, where you have a character come Haggling back that nobody cares. Nobody cared about Sundowner. You almost have to explain Sundowner completely because I totally forgot about her. Yeah, and then the the hey, this is where we ended up dying. Well, this is where we're living now, boys. And then you end up having the negotiation haggling with Black Mask. Oh, really? Really? 5.5 out of 10, even though I enjoy the art. It's just this is a very down issue for a series that you and I have both been enjoying. It's just it seems like there was not enough or there was too many issues for the story to be told. And we had to fill in some, you know, bullshit in here just to fill out the gap a little bit. It is weird. And we end up having this was always in our mind at first connected with the DC versus vampires where we didn't get enough issues yet. Now we have this and it does feel like maybe this could have been a six issue. man. But then again, I don't know that the story was told. At that point either, so we'll have to see, but I'm going to give it a 5.5. Not a Kiss My Grip 6, Eric, but a 5.5. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Robin number 15. That is mine as well. I really enjoyed that, and I'm I'm looking forward to that Mark Wade Batman versus Robin now that we see that things are, you know, being set up for it. Maybe in weird ways, and like the detective and that Gotham Girl deal, but they are setting it up. It doesn't seem like it'll just be out of nowhere, so I am down with that. But with all that, we have a bunch of books next week, Eric. I don't know what you would call this amount of books. A gaggle, oh, maybe a, a gaggle. But we have some big things next week, some real big things. We have Batman 125. That is Chip Zdarsky's first you know, book of his new run on Batman. And it is an oversized issue. It's like 50 pages long. It has a very long Catwoman backup as well. So if you wanted to. Why do we need a Catwoman backup when Catwoman has her own book? Well, it ties in with the Batman stuff. I'll tell you, you get the Underbroker or whatever. Catwoman ties in with Batman yeah, as well. Well, you end up where you have uh, a lot of characters that are from the past. You'll have to see that. And it's Chip Zdarsky doing both stories. They probably just want to end up charging more for the issue. Probably. I don't know how it goes. But we also end up having Batman Killing Time number five. Eric, Batman One more issue Killing to go after Time this. number five. Let's see what all the time jumping nonsense for some reason, is even though it's about. The six issues. I keep thinking it's going to be eight issues. Yeah, I keep hoping that it was three. But it wasn't. Eric. We have to keep going. Uh, we have Dark Crisis number two. A big deal. So if you haven't been reading Dark Crisis, maybe catch up a little. 
get ready for us to talk about Nightwing it. Nightwing versus Deathstroke. Me and you enjoyed the first issue of it, and I've seen some things from this Dark Crisis number two. Looks pretty good, so we'll see how that is. Uh, we have DC versus Vampire 7. Wait a second. Eric. What's going on? Actually, a regular issue of the book? Holy McCrowleys. Well, the cover has Supergirl and Green Arrow freaking keep taking cover from vampires. So it looks like they're a big, you know, anti-vampire group they have. There. And that's a cool thing, idea of Supergirl and Green Arrow. Yeah, together. that'd be pretty cool. And it says on the cover, the vampires won the battle. But the war has only just begun. Oh, my Who God. Who ordered the steak? I, th- I thought it just it begun the last and killers and hunters. But, hey, Flashpoint Beyond number three, a series right. that me and you have really Subject been enjoying. Yeah, so we're going to, you know, do that, obviously. But we have been enjoying that a lot. Monkey Prince number six, Aaron. Eh? Is that the finale? No, I think it's uh, 12. I always forget. I'm telling you, these limited series are, keep screwing me. I have no Amnesty idea how long Bay, they are. Eric. Oh, my. Or did they leave oh, the, Amnesty the, Bay? The trench daughter yeah, of the yeah, trench king. <laughs> I can't remember now. I'm like, did they leave that? But yeah, half trench daughter. Holy. Fuck. Oh, jeez. Oh, Monkey Prince, you had so much going for you until your series actually came out. Multiversity Teen Justice number two, a book that we we're looking forward to. We we're a little you know, down on the first issue. We'll Raven see if that kind of goes. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. That is that Earth 11 book, if you're not aware. Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, number two, Eric. Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, number two. I'll I hope, go to the rescue. I hope that gets better. Because that first issue was Two or four. boring. Remember, boring it was. Poison Ivy number two. You liked it a little more at that I beginning. Did. I hope that I'm on board with it as well as we go into that. Ivy's last stand. Yeah, we'll see. She wants to kill everybody, including herself, Eric. The Joker number 15. That is the surprise the real true ending. Finale. It's the true finale of that because that 14 didn't tie up shit. I mean, nothing. And so... We hope to find out. Hopefully this will. Maybe we'll find out, like, you know, what Gordon did or what Bane did or what that, that, that we didn't get anything. All those Samson family, I can use that song one last time. I was going to end up doing Stroke Squad uh, during this. Maybe I'll play it out when we get done this. But with all that, two of those books will be picked on the Patreon by the badasses, the Get Fresh crew. The poll will be going up probably tonight. I think I just counted out, and I think I counted 10. Yeah, and I think that we'll have a... TGIF as well because we have a bunch of books so we'll have that but yeah two of the books will be Patreon only I'm going to guess that it would be around the ways of something like a Dark Crisis number two and maybe either Batman Killing Time or the Flashpoint Beyond I don't know who knows I would say Batman 125 and also Dark Crisis Nubia Queen of the Amazons number two no actually the the darling is next. Uh, the monkey prince that hasn't That's been right. on. I think we've only had That's one on. We had it on last issue. They might go back to that. We'll see. But two of those books you'll hear will be on the Patreon only if you want to get involved and listen to that podcast. That sometimes will almost get close to two hours just with those two books itself with a little nonsense thrown in there. Go over to patreon.com slash weird science. Sign up for whatever level is right for you. And also you can go and check. There is a campsite bio link in the show notes of this podcast you can click on that to get all the links to the patreon and the podcast all that stuff going on so check that out as well but yeah yeah if you want to it's a cool time to jump on the patreon the beginning of the month is always the best because then you get that full month eric there you go and there's a bunch of shows we end up having reading clubs other things going on as well so with all of that though that's it thanks everybody for listening you're all weirdos now that's what i say 
Right? What do you say, Eric? You think they're weirdos now? Or are you going to tell them to kiss yes. my grits? This is all wrong. Oh, my goodness. They can be whatever they want to be. They can. But what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.